0: Vicky here, and this is the Weird Out Loud Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Eric and Jim will spoil all of this week's books in Dr. Rash, Garbage, and Nonsense. Strap yourselves in, and God have mercy on your soul. Enjoy! hip shakers and love makers this is the official podcast of weird science dc comics blog weird out loud i'm eric shea
1: you know what i'm doing eric no i'm on island time man motherfucker. i'm not starting the podcast until i'm ready
0: That's the what point. kind of accent is that oh it
1: was bad <laughs> that was my whole thing i was gonna be on island time this story Jesus Since Christ. you like the island time, but I figured, oh no, he thinks that I'm disconnected. Uh, I thought disconnected. we were disconnected. I had no. to,
0: uh, I'm had, i sitting here waiting, like, oh, well, we'll see what happens next.
1: That, nope, that was. I, I know you have your hip shakers and love makers. That's a callback. Damn right. Uh, but yes, Eric, this is the Weird Science Weird Out Loud podcast. Episode 24. For
0: 24.
1: Should we consider this for the date June 19th or June 20th? Because we are recording a day early. It's going to be so weird doing this. Yeah, I'm going to say this is for the uh, week ending June 20th. We are recording on a Friday for the first time ever. Um, I'll mention to you right away, Eric, we're going to get down to brass tacks, as I like to say, and get some things out of the way. We are a proud, proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Damn right. uh, Where you can find that at uh, comicspodcast.com. We are also Weird Out Loud. (laughs) Yeah, really. <laughs> we have a site that you could come see the site if you like what you hear here and like to uh, or want to read some reviews, because that's all we do now, Eric, reviews. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you go there at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. We're on Twitter where you can go and see people hate us and yell at us and say that I don't know what I'm scoring books and uh, whatnot at Weird Science DC, And we'll just go on from there, right?
0: Yeah, I'm good and with that.
1: I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, we had a big hit in our uh, listenership last week. We hope is correct, and not <laughs> not just uh, false hopes, but I wanted Nonsense. to get I wanted to get that out of the way so that we can be more official. And um, I don't know what else official and great, right? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, what else? What what happened this week? Since uh, we're now the podcast, we're getting away from that. Let's tone it down a bit and shorten it up. We're just going to go, and we're going to talk about
2: nonsense for. Let the shit whole fly, time. man.
1: Let shit fly. Let shit fly.
0: That's what you do
1: every time you open that mouth, my friend. <laughs> every time. Should we
0: start with you being a
1: shoplifter this week? Oh is that my a god! Good
0: one? I, it's uh, yeah, I guess that'll work. <laughs> That's what I have in my notes. My whole world has collapsed on me because my Seven Eleven down the street is closed. Oh, 7-Eleven. Yes, my my beloved 7-Eleven has closed and shut down, and I don't know what to do. Where am I going to get my soda pops, my cigarettes, my iced teas, and Your all burritos. that good shit? My burritos! Yeah, God, I'm going to lose so much weight and save it. so much money. That's not fun. I can't stand that nonsense. No, that's not fun. No. I
1: said that you should probably go to Taco Bell in the morning on the way to work. You can have some burritos there. I guess they have the Crunchwrap
0: breakfast. I don't, I don't do breakfast.
1: No, you know what I heard uh, before our story about you being a shoplifter? Um, I heard that in some markets they are starting. McDonald's is going to have breakfast all day. That's weird. I know. I uh, I I love breakfast all day at a diner or so, but I don't think I need a egg McMuffin at six p.m. I really <laughs> well, don't. I, you I, know what?
0: We can always make that goddamn uh, that. Uh, what is,
1: oh yeah, what was it? That was ten menu what, wasn't it called like the ten thirty five or something? Yeah, or the ten
0: thirty five or something
1: like that. What was it? It was the Big uh, Mac so- with the uh, Egg McMuffin, right?
0: That or a Quarter Pounder. Maybe but- it
1: was a Quarter Pounder with an Egg McMuffin, but you you don't you use the full-out Quarter Pounder with just the Egg McMuffin crap shoved in. Yeah. You don't put it on the muffin, right? The muffin gets... Sh- you throw that away. I would. Well, again, we've talked about this. This was something you saw on the Internet and... I don't consider that a secret menu item. That is a build-your-own item. I mean, I could say that, hey, there's a secret item. It's called the fry shake. I get a (laughs) a vanilla shake and shove fries in it. That's not a secret menu item. The secret menu item, you go up and say, like, hey, I want the beast, and they they give you a seven-patty quarter-pounder. I want the big crack of molaka. Yeah, you say something like that. You say that, and they should kick you the hell out. Remember um, when I told you I made the the joke because they said at that one point you could pay with love. Oh, yeah. And I said that I would never do that. And, I, yeah, and then no. I made a joke that they tried to get me to do it, but they didn't.
0: I mean, that was, call your father. I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much is that? Well, I'd laugh if if you don't call your father, you have to pay triple. I'm like, okay, here we go. Get out my card. Yeah. <laughs> just charge me. Actually, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm leaving. I'm, just I'm out. Leave. I'm going to Burger I'm King. Gone. Yeah, they're not going to make me hug my mother. Who wants to do that? My dad's <laughs> How dare dad. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the one year, I, I have told you this, but uh, me and my brother, I have a brother who I've never mentioned probably on this podcast because I hate his guts. Yeah,
0: he had a rubber dick. Come on.
1: Oh, yeah, I did mention that he ran around. That was when he was uh, younger. Uh, that was a little kid. Uh, when he grew up, I, I hate him. I don't want any parts of him. And for a bunch of years in a row, my mother, for Christmas, when I'd show up and I'd, oh, I got you this. She, I don't want that. Please, just for Christmas, can you hug your brother? (laughs) No. No, I'm not doing it. Here's your present. If he's coming over, I'm out of here. It's one of those. Now she realizes that uh, when he is going to be around, do not even tell me to come anywhere near that house because I hate him. And when I went over, it was after my father had died. And I think that it's when the ash, I don't know. My mom called and wanted me over there, maybe the day or the day after. And I went over there. I don't know. I went over there and my brother was there and he was leaving and he kind of like gestured towards me and I tried to shake his hand and then he started hugging me and I like gave one of those wide, like (laughs) barely touching, like ass out, ass out hugs. They're there, buddy. And then I got got the hell out of him. Then my brother found out that my dad had left me some uh, savings bonds and didn't leave him any. (laughs) <laughs> and that made me laugh. I think my mom was trying to tell me, like, hey, maybe you should split those. Yeah, that's not.
0: Yeah, maybe you should suck it, Ma.
1: Yeah, you know what? How about she can split half the money that she's going around town? I, I saw her go by in a rickshaw about two
0: minutes ago. Freaking. Oh, shit. High society. <laughs>
1: money flying everywhere. Who knows <laughs> what's going on? But back to you, Eric. You're a shoplifter.
0: Yes, apparently I'm a shoplifter. So since my 7-Eleven closed down, I decided to check out one of our many Wawa's in town. Because we got, like, five. Yes, we do. We have, like, seven million. Jesus Christ, fucking Wawa! It's um, you know, it's, it's one of those big convenience stores on the East Coast. It's not all the over the place. Yeah. So I go there because Jim likes stopping after work and. She,
1: yes, I do. I get it a like coffee that. after work all the
0: time. Yeah. So I go up there. <laughs> so distraught, but I get a, I get my soda pops and I get my pack of cigarette, and the old ass lady at the counter, when she's getting my cigarettes, they're behind her up on a high shelf. So when she tries to get them out, she pulls one down. They fall on the floor. So she pulls out two. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not paying attention to this point. I saw her bend over and pick up the other pack. And after that, I paid. And all I saw was my bag of soda pop in front of me mm-hmm. and a pack of cigarettes on the counter. So yeah. instinctively, I grabbed my bag and I grabbed the pack of cigarettes and I went all my way. And then I hear a yelling. Those aren't yours. You would not pay for those. Yep. What?
1: Yep. what? At, I, at that this point, lady put
0: my cigarettes. In-
1: I remember, that? At, I, at that point, I was like I was. Going towards the counter, and I saw all this go down. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I started you were in there. laughing.
0: <laughs> so she's yelling, and I have no idea why. I did not see her put my cigarettes in the bag. Apparently, she did, and left these other cigarettes in there. It's like, I don't know, a ruse to try to fool me? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yes. So. I, just, I put the cigarettes back, and I walk outside. Mm-hmm. And what happens after that? Well, actually, I got come up, I next got to, up line, to
1: there, and she's telling everyone, did you see that guy? He tried to steal cigarettes.
0: Motherfucker. Oh,
1: I was laughing. So then I looked, and you were outside. You were standing. I parked in the front, and I could see my car, and you were standing next to the car. And every time you went to get in the car,
0: I triggered the alarm from So <laughs> my there <teacher>. I am outside. <laughs> and just after laughed to being at myself. Called a thief. And yep. everybody's staring at me, Get in this car with the alarm going off.
1: Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm every time. And I'm like, that motherfucker's
0: just laughing. He's just yep. fucking laughing oh, inside. Oh, he's
1: laughing so hard. And then I came out, i like, hey, uh, did that alarm go off? Yeah. yeah, I know. I said, I was doing it.
0: Oh, uh, yes. That, so before the podcast tonight, I'm like, stuff. fuck, wow, wow,
1: I went to Speedway. Oh, Speedway. I don't like that Speedway. That Speedway used to be a Hess, and it yeah. smelled like a truck stop or a porn shop. It smelled and like
0: you know what I'm very close to both of those. So yes, you are. I'm okay You're with it.
1: there all the time, but did it not? If it's still the same, smelled like reeked of bleach and cigarette smoke. No,
0: that's I didn't what get any it. it always
1: paper. does. Well, that's what you smell like, so you you can't tell. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, we're we, uh, we're having a, a podcast here, aren't we?
3: Fuck, Wawa. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think of what I'm saying. Uh, do you think that we will agree more? I, I listening to the podcast last week, we did not agree. Much with our uh, books we didn't or have, anything. We we kind of were at odds. week Either. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we we kind of at each other's throats with these books. You think this week we're going to be more of an agreement?
0: You no, think I there'll be not.
1: some love? No love? You know where there was love this week, Eric?
0: Where's that?
1: Twitter. You know who loves us? Yeah, we had
0: some Twitter left? Yeah,
1: Brendan Who's Fletcher. Brendan Fletcher oh, talked
0: to us, Eric. Can we cross Eric? him off the list?
1: I don't know. I, I would say it yes. You mean you don't know? <laughs> well, what happened is I put up a preview for Black Canary, Black Canary right. number 1, which we'll talk about later. And in my preview, I kind of made fun of Brendan Fletcher, and I, I wrote I wrote it down here. I put during a part of this uh, preview where we usually put – we put the solicit, and yep. then we put a little personal story that rarely has anything to do with that, that issue because we're usually too lazy to actually read the preview. There's a little <laughs> – at least I know that's me. I know if if Black Canary's coming up, I'm gonna talk about what I thought about the sneak peek and whatnot. But in this one, I wrote, uh, "Hey, I know that Brendan Fletcher is in our biggest fan. It all stems from us not liking the new direction of Batgirl, and Brendan not liking us for not liking the new direction of Batgirl." Of course, Brendan is not in the business of making Eric and myself happy, but Eric and myself aren't in the business of making Brendan happy either.
4: Damn However,
1: not. if he did like us, he'd probably be happy to know that I think this book looks great. I liked the, I love the sneak peek, and while he told me personally to never tweet him again, if you know him, let him know Jim from Weird Science says hi, and I'm looking forward to Black Canary this week. So I put that out, and I kind of laughed at myself. It's kind of a, you know, an in-joke for just me. He got to us on Twitter. He actually sent us a note on Twitter. And wrote, guys, I've not, I've got nothing against you, with an exclamation point. Yeah, I'm, somebody I'm thinking,
0: actually got a hold of him and told him, hey, Jim says hi. <laughs> and, and I
1: think that basically this, guys, I've got nothing against you, is that he keeps seeing me write stuff about him not liking us. And he's like, damn it, I don't have a feud with us. And if I'm going to put it in football terms, uh, here in the Philadelphia area, if anybody is listening from the area, we all know that everybody here hates Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Eagles yes. fans hate Dallas Cowboys. Almost as much as we hate Dallas Cowboy fans that are in this area, which is just abysmal. It's, it's, that's like, I don't know. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, I think that he's like, boy, they think we have a feud and I don't even know who these guys are. But, but guys, I've got nothing against you. Just requested not to be tagged in snarky negative reviews. Seems a reasonable request. That's what he said. Yeah. So I wrote back to him something like, well, I'll make sure I send you all my snarkless reviews. And he didn't say Oosh. anything to us. But uh, I did like Black Canary, which we'll talk about later. And, and he did retweet it, Eric. He didn't say anything about it. I gave him a glowing review, even though I might have mentioned the feud in the, the beginning <laughs> of the review. I might have. I don't you
0: know. You just sucked him off a little.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't the only uh, – the. Twitter love. We also got Twitter love because we started up a little bit of a different version of our Just for the Hell of it Mondays. Yes, we did. You had started that. When we first started the site, we were so energetic and we so wanted to get things going <laughs> that you had your Just for the Hell of it Mondays. And when that came about, it was more like a um, let's put up a video, yeah, uh, everything fun. DC related. It was DC related, but it was something fun, something different than reviewing books. While we had mentioned earlier that maybe, like, two weeks ago, maybe we should bring back this these theme days. We had Just for the Helvet Monday. I had Old Time Tuesday. We had uh,
0: well, Top 5 Friday. Top 5
1: Friday was always that. Uh, that's still going on. And so we got the idea that maybe for the Just for the Helvet Mondays, it can mix it up for us and make it a little more fresh if we could review a couple things, one book a night for us each Monday of something that isn't D.C. Um, but we kind of thought... We won't do Marvel. That's that's too crazy. But yeah. yeah w- but what it led to was you able to
0: review the Puppet
1: Master comic.
0: Yeah, slowly turning weird science into a horror. Yeah, blog. Yeah, you
1: want that horror blog, and <laughs> it, you did the Puppet Master review. It, it was it was it did okay. Yeah. And but it was retweeted by Action Lab Danger Zone, which is Action Lab's mature line that that published it, and also Full Moon Features, it was the uh, you yeah. know one of your greatest things ever now. It's well, like a it's a up. feather in your cap now. Damn but right. uh, what that got me in thinking, and you even mentioned it that why can't DC retweet things like that? Well, it's so cool it's never when the company anything. actually retweets. They don't. And um, in the meantime, I did Airboy by James Robinson and Greg Hinkle, which I thought was great, and that died on the vine. <laughs> nobody <laughs> cared except Innocent didn't care no no nobody did neither james robinson nor greg hinkle they both have twitter accounts they didn't retweet big it.
0: hanging cocky didn't give a shit about yeah you.
1: really it was it was two weeks old but still they could have given me some i gave it a 10 out of 10 it was one of the best comics i've read probably ever
0: it, say, it was, Master so was good. april
1: yeah but you know they're they're trying to get anybody i think you might have been the second one to review that book on the freaking planet but uh, on the site, Mike Bice commented, and he didn't like this just for the hell of Monday's idea. And he put, so you're making a Marvel Mondays? Ugh. This site was refreshing for the pure DC-ness of it. I'm like, oh, and then I got all depressed. I'm yeah. like, oh, we blew it. One night, we tried to do something different and fresh. Mike Bice is out, Eric. He doesn't want it. Uh, it just seemed, and I, I even responded to him like, hey, you know, we get our books done early now because we get ready for the podcast. and." And this and that, and we want to keep it fresh for ourselves. We like to review something a little different. And he never responded. He doesn't I'll Say, care. I might
0: even go and do a freaking movie review at some point. Oh really? I just was thinking, you know, TV. It.
1: I was gonna just for the hell of it. I was gonna review uh, a Taylor Swift video. Oh yeah,
0: which one? Music
1: video. Um, what's that? Bad blood. All
0: right. <laughs> that's Sexy.
1: My, that's my next review. Watch for it on Monday. Now I, no, I'm not gonna do it. So don't come for that. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of love this week on Twitter. Um, I want to get to a little personal deal, because uh, remember last week I was talking about E3 coming up? Yes. Remember I mentioned the Final Fantasy VII remake? <laughs> and I said, God damn it, if they, make, if they announce that remake, I'm going to fly to Japan and strangle the head of Square Enix. But I got my ticket. I'm heading on Tuesday. Now They announced it, and I was excited right away. I messaged you right away. I was watching the the live uh, Sony press conference, and that that came up, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best. If they
0: announce it'll be 10 years too late, nobody wants it anymore. Yeah, remember I said 10
1: years too late, people went nuts. It was one of the biggest stories. You went nuts. I still don't think it's going to sell as well as it would have. I also said that I wanted a Gears of War collection. I almost got that. They announced Gears of War 4 and the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, which is just the first game kind of remade for the Xbox One. Uh Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking video game things, but uh, also that backwards compatibility for the Xbox One was awesome.
0: Awesome. I wrote here
1: I can play stuff like Left 4 Dead. (laughs) Though It's funny. Everybody yells for backwards compatibility, and when I got the PlayStation 4, I got the – oh, no, the PlayStation 3. I got the original one, the the big one, the uh, 60-gig one that was backwards compatible for the PlayStation 2 games. I was so excited and so happy that I got it. I don't know that I ever played a PlayStation 2 game on it. I just like Jesus. having that option. I, I have a feeling that most people, 99% of the people, this Xbox One backwards compatibility, they'll never use it. It's just something that's there, and it people think when it's not there, they're getting ripped off, I think. But, yeah, but you know what we can play now? What? Sneak King.
0: <laughs>
1: we talked about that this week, the Burger King game, Sneak King. Uh, yeah, do you get your Xbox One yet?
0: No, I did not get my Xbox.
1: No. Ex- uh, Arkham Knight?
0: I might, I'm telling you, exactly. I just might get it next week when Arkham Knight comes out. Yeah, I know you. That's up on I'm, me. I'm not a big gamer anymore. I'm no, telling no. you, the only reason I got a 360 was to play the other Arkham games. Well, I and from,
1: from what I see from the reviews, it seems like after Thursday, you got a lot of free time, buddy. Got a lot of reviews going up. Sunday, I don't know. You freaking disappear off the face of the earth. That'll be your gaming time. Don't Fuck put in you. any goddamn <laughs> reviews. But uh, it's weird. Arkham Knight comes out on Tuesday. This is my part of the news, I think. Though. All, all right. right. Because we'll, we will get Dan's news. I'm not even going to pretend to know Dan's news because we're doing this day early. And he claimed that he would get to the news maybe. And then you said on Facebook he was talking about playing freaking uh, Mario Kart all night. Yeah. That's not news there, Dan. <laughs> Get that beta pod going. I, I want him. I asked him on his beta pod. I sent him the message. Uh, I want his top three. Uh, what's it called? Show, Show tunes, tunes. And I want him to sing them. And he is raring to go. Though he hasn't recorded, he seemed to be telling me that he had internet problems. You're the devil. Well, from from getting all the mail, I think he does have some internet problems there. but yeah about arkham knight i review the arkham knight digital comic which i didn't get to do tonight because we are doing the podcast and i was preparing it's very odd because in the digital comic they're really teasing you or it's like a slow burn to figure out who this arkham knight is then the game's gonna come out on tuesday and i guess i'm assuming in the game you'll find out correct
0: people people already have freaking reviews up for the game
1: yeah so i i don't it's gonna be odd it's gonna kind of kill the book for me i don't know i i have the issue? I I went through it. It looks like at the end, the Arkham Knight is either has beat the crap out of Bane, or he's like grabbing him out of rubble from an explosion. I don't. I paged through it really quickly. Uh, right. I I love that book, but I'm the only one reviewing it. If I don't review it tonight, it's like nothing. It's it's the what the uh, hell
0: Stephen copper gonna do? I
1: don't know. But it's the person sitting in you know if the fat girl falls in the forest, do you hear her moan for ice cream? I don't know. What's the saying? Isn't that the saying?
0: Yeah, it sounds right to me.
1: Uh, yes, but Eric, that, that is our little segment to get us caught up with our week. I hope everybody enjoyed that because now it is time for
2: Listener Mail.
0: Listener Mail. Listener
1: Mail. And we have a bunch of mails. And if you want to mail in the mail and get the mail, then you mail. Give us an email or, or send us an email. Our email address is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Also, you can send us... Uh, any sort of tweet, you can mention things in Tumblr, or whatever, and if I deem them worthy, I will put them on the podcast, Eric, because there's a couple Twitter comments tonight. There is a couple Tumblr comments tonight. We're going to put it all. It's what people have talked to us about and want to know things. And the first one is from Ryan. And you might also know him as Ryan Clark, also Brightest Daycare. I think Ryan mentioned to me last week... He, Send me a message he's like, hey, do you want me to send mail? Because I think he, I think what he's thinking is there's too much hate going on <laughs> and he wants to spice it up a little with less hate. And then he That's messages and had some hate. But I, I really think that that bothers him. He really. Yeah, I, I do. I think he thinks that he gets offended. It's almost like when, uh, you know, me and you don't care. But it's like a girlfriend or a wife or whatever where you just bash her apart. Like you called your girlfriend Natalie,
4: freaking <laughs> Facts
1: of Life. But if somebody at work said to you, hey, you know what? Your girlfriend looks like Natalie from Facts of Life. You probably would laugh, but I'd get mad. Yeah. <laughs> you might get mad. Yeah. And I think it's one of those. Right? We're Ryan's wife. We'll keep it as that, Aaron. Ryan, Ryan says, hey, guys. Hope things are great in the land of podcasters who work in a box factory. I don't really have anything negative to say about you guys, so I don't know if anyone will listen to my listener mail. But I had been meaning to write in and ask some random questions to make you guys talk for even longer than you intended to. So here it goes. Now, what is your absolute number one favorite creative team of all time? It can be either a creative team that already worked together or a fictional 1992 U.S. men's basketball-style dream team. You go first because this is more of a, a in line of something uh, that you would do. Actually, it goes on more specifically. What creative team could write a comic titled Eric Shea's Headband, Stink of Sadness, and Burger King Farts? And you yes. would walk up to your local comic shop employee and go, "That's me. I am that Eric Shea." And then let America me sm- Sweetheart. let him smell your headband, or something equally negative about Jim, maybe about how he has too many kids, or is super old, or all the gridlock that he drinks has made him completely impotent. Uh, before we go on, I wish that I would have drank that, uh, gridlock about 21 years ago, Eric. And then I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd be in a lot of better, better financial shape right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, it's such a great thing because what is, what is Sunday?
0: Sunday? Yeah.
1: Isn't that Father's, Father's Day? Day? yeah. <laughs> and I am actually recording in the Weird Science studio, Eric. My family has built me a little studio to do the podcast in, so hopefully it sounds a lot better.
4: Hopefully. It looks
1: pretty cool. Still hot up here because uh, my wife wanted me to run the air conditioner, and I told her you can't do that. It's too loud. So I said we can't. We can have fans, but not those fans. Eric. But so, what is your favorite creative team?
0: Um, Wendy and Richard Peeney. Oh really?
1: Oh no! Yeah, ElfQuest, That's Quest, not Elf baby. Quest, is it? It's Elf oh, Quest. Oh my god!
0: That is oh, a great book. Goodness
1: gracious! That art looks like a six-year-old wrote it, or uh, a freaking slow adult. You have no idea about <laughs> slow anything. adult, Eric. I got you. Uh, I'll tell you, she's gotten better with that art. But man, when I used to see, it got it,
0: better with that art. My it's buddy used to came read out that. in '78.
1: I, I know, and I about about then when I was in seventh grade, I remember my buddy Randy used to read that. And I seriously, I'm not joking. I thought he drew it. I thought it was a homemade comic. Whew! I like fantasy stuff, but boy, the fantasy was trying to think that art looked good.
0: You've never read it, though. No, I
1: haven't. So you're just talking out your ass. Yeah, I'm just making stuff up. You know what? Tanya's uncle is a test pilot. Fuck Um, You know who my favorite creative team? There's two. It's either Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry. Nice. Or uh, Mary Lemieux and Yara Miryagor. Those guys could create. Of course. Those guys could create, buddy. And also, (laughs) in music, I'd go uh, Lennon and McCartney, obviously. Or Ridgely Ridgely and Michael. Ridgely and Michael. Ridgely and Michael. Who is that, Eric? I have no idea. That would be Wham. Oh, yeah. You Take that. It. Take that, buddy. Asshole now, Wham. actually, if I was going to make a, a creative team, you know who I love? And this book that they're talking about, how about this, little? I'm going to I'm gonna jam this down your throat. Sure. Kyle Higgins writing. Right. Brett Booth on art.
0: Yeah, that was great that would Nightwing. Be my,
1: that would be my dream team. I loved it on Nightwing. But uh, if you want to go with uh, teams right now. I'm assuming that Manipul and Bucciolato are still a team, even yes. though I, I hear I hear weird rumblings that Manipul's out. Really? Yeah, Detective. But when they did their Flash, I loved it. That was one of the books that I really, really loved. Oh, yeah. Um, another art team that I would like. I'm trying to think of a dream team that I would really like. Uh, how about Tom Taylor and Patrick Zerker? Uh-huh.
0: Oh, you like that one? Yeah, I'm telling Tom you, Tom Taylor there. and Nicholas Scott were really good, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like that. But okay, I, I Actually, I'm... you know what? James Robinson and Nicholas Scott were really good. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm. I think if Scott Snyder did something about your headband, we'd get a lot of, like, uh, I don't know, origin stories. We'd have Eric's headband, year one, and uh, I don't know, <laughs> endgame, headband you know, game. You know what the
0: original I... headband was? What was it? It was the bottom cuff of my Jenko jeans in the 90s. yeah, you
1: said that. You love those Jenko jeans. You and that uh, uh, teens talk about Jenko jeans video you saw on YouTube, and it drove you nuts because you 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 realize you were old. Fuck you. Uh, Yes, but, yeah, uh, like I said, I'll stick with Kyle Higgins and Brett Booth. I love both those guys. Even though uh, Kyle Higgins has gone dark on the D.C. front, and I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't announced that he's just gone. I don't think he's doing anything for D.C.
0: No, I don't uh, think so. I mean
1: again, he's done, Eric. He's done. They fucked him with that the freaking Nightwing. Totally fucked enough. Him. Freaking Forever Evil there. Hey, you know what? This Nightwing book's doing really good. You moved it to Chicago. Okay, we're gonna kill Dick Grayson. <laughs> yeah. And then come out with Grayson, which yeah. is I love the book, but to me that's like another kick in the balls to Kyle Kyle Higgins just got kicked in the balls. He's getting his balls removed as we speak, Eric. And then he says, Thanks again for your hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> An hours of podcast that you put out every week, and be sure to stay tuned for Ryan Clark's the other side segment.
0: That's <laughs> a, a plug. motherfucker.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, that is signed Brian, Brightest Daycare Clark. Thank you, Ryan. All right, thank the you. Next Ryan. one. Here's a blast from the past, Eric. You see this? I did. Yes, John.
0: Oh, and John. Again,
1: people would have to be longtime listeners, first time callers, if they're going to know John, because John has not written to us in probably two months.
0: One of the said? first listener mails, though.
1: Yeah, he was. He was right there. Uh, John, I missed you guys. Did you miss me? Did you miss him?
0: Yes, I did. Okay, we were just talking he, about him okay. the other week.
1: Because he said, if you say you did, you only suck a bit. If you say right. no, you suck hard. Make your choice. I missed him. <laughs> I yeah. missed him. Uh, he was the one. I'm telling you, John, if you are listening, which I hope you are, <laughs> you kind, he's the one who kind of set the mood for this listener mail. Definitely. He really is. He was the one. And again, we had two podcasts before we put everything up on iTunes and stuff. I think he was like in on the second podcast. We put one up and John was there and he said we sucked. He's always very uh, consistent.
0: Yes, yeah, very, yeah, very consistent.
1: He, he, I, I like John. So, John, we like you. We missed you. I hope that you weren't dealing with life problems like you were before. <laughs> I, I hope he was. Uh, the next mail is from Anuj. Anou says you like this one. This is your favorite mail. This is the mail. This is my favorite. Is this your mail of the week? This piece out, Reggie M Ryan. Anou says I decided to listen to your podcast last week, and after 20 minutes, I had to turn it off. You guys are not very nice.
0: (laughs) You sound like my girlfriend. Then,
1: but it goes on, Eric. Then I kept thinking about what you guys were saying, and I started laughing, and then I listened to the whole thing. I can't explain it, but I hate you guys, but I like the podcast. How do you do that? Voodoo. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say voodoo, and to that I say, go to hell, buddy. No, I was going to say voodoo magic, too. I don't know what it is. Damn right. Uh, Half the time, like, we're doing that intro, I don't even want to listen to myself. Uh, We keep going. So you just have to stick with it. Um, Eventually, we'll all come out on the other side a little smarter and a lot. Ryan uh, Clark's the other side? That Yeah, <laughs> eventually you'll get to Dan's Geek News and Ryan's uh, Ryan Clark's other side uh, segment, and you'll be happy then. And then we, you get back to us, and it's misery. Speaking of Dan's news, I, I wonder, do you think anybody realized that you edited that news with certain sound effects last
0: week? I don't know. I was kind of wondering if we get any mail about it, but no, doesn't it doesn't good to anybody. The problem is I, I had a little
1: snafu. If people were listening last week, um, I had a snafu in the news. It, it was very low. On on the volume uh, side of it, and you could not hear much. And I don't know if that's a good thing, bad thing. Some people like Dan's news, some people don't. Uh, uh, Reggie will know that he talked some. Did he talk Apple Watch? I know he talked to Apple. No, I just think
0: he talked to Apple.
1: Reggie basically doesn't want to hear about that Apple Watch. Though I did no. say, didn't I say on his beta pod that he should have something called the Apple Watch, and that's yeah. what he would do as Apple news. That's that's free for him. He can take that advice. Uh, free next thing he'll have a rickshaw because he'll be uh, you know famous
0: eric smoking cigars riding rickshaws like a big shot like a big shot beta pod
1: all right the next one is christian and i don't know if that's a name or a, his uh, religion but it's christian says are you guys a comic book podcast or a bore everyone with your stories <laughs> podcast Just joking. Yeah, you really. Just joking. The porn on the laptop story was great. Been there, done that. Who?
0: Christian Royer. Yeah,
1: really. Been there, done that. We hear the guy at work. That's his. uh, We hate those catchphrases. It's like they're working hard, hardly working. Anybody who says that is doing nothing. (laughs) Uh, I used to laugh at my old job. People would come in and. Say that crap and start... Uh, and like, hey, you know, I'm on the clock. It's always this lazy comment. I'm like, this is why the Japanese are killing us there. <laughs> are they still killing us? Because that was what we'd say in my day.
0: Those, I don't really know anything Japanese. that's going on outside of my Seven Eleven problems.
1: That's true. Yeah, And that's... yeah, No Japanese in that place. Uh, the next... Oh, now we get to some hate. This is going to be some uh, internet hate for us. The first one is from... Yakitate Stefan. Is that? Do you think that's how you'd say it?
0: Yakitate. Yakitate
1: Stefan. This was on Twitter. Stefan. Stefan. After, after I put uh, Harley up, and they put, they tweeted me. I I just put this to just have some hate for me because everybody hates <laughs> you. Yeah. He put. I I gave Harley a four point five out of ten. He put only a four point five out of ten. Spoilers. For Harley Quinn and Power Girl, it was one of my favorite books this week. Eight out of ten, he said. Sad, I, face. sad face. Sad oh, face. everybody's a reviewer, Eric. You know, we went to reviewer school. We yeah, learned, what phrases did we learn at
0: review school? Review roller 101? coaster
1: ride of emotions. Uh, and wait till you see what happened. I can't wait till next month.
0: You'll pay for the seat, but you only need the edge. Yeah, all
1: those things are like, uh, the, I don't know, Something. what would we say about the art? The art style fit the story to a T. I Very say, that. I say that a lot pencil heavy. It was a little muddy for my taste.
0: Oh, muddy's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah muddy bottom.
1: Uh, Yeah, so St- Stefan or Stefan. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, but I did not like Harley, and I'll tell you why later. Yes. The next one is going to start a weird thing. Now, I mentioned to you uh, what would be the most divisive book out on the shelves today. Any, any uh, DC, Marvel, any company. This book seems to be the one that draws the most hate. And it's like you're on one team or the other, and I'm not talking Team Edward and Team what was the other one? Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, you knew. Oh my God, I'd call you something, but then I'd be hated for weeks, like you were. Come on, Woo-wee. you talked about this stop. We're gonna uh, get
0: Team Eric or Team Jim, gee, just know. like Edward so and Jacob. It's like Team Shut Edward. Up, Jim. I
1: couldn't remember. I I threw a blank because you know I don't. I'm not into that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team. So I'll I'll just go with the Team Eric Team Jim. This is worse. Because it is the Team Wonder Woman, Team Lois. And it's the fight for who is going to be Superman's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and I put up my Superman Wonder Woman review. I gave it, a, again, spoilers, Eric. I'll just say, I didn't give it a great review. And I haven't since uh, Peter Tomasi has taken over the book. I haven't really enjoyed it as much as when yeah. Charles Sewell was Let's on it. it. And I loved it. I loved Charles Sewell. I loved that run. And I like, I you know what? Here's, here's with me with comics. And I, you could say, well, Jim, it's because you, you don't have as much of a history with these characters as some people. I pish posh that. You know what? I don't care. I read the story. God darn it. Uh, these people are so angry. These people out of this lowest camp that they can't take it that Wonder Woman's dating Superman.
0: Do you care? No, not at all. Do Actually, you... I prefer Wonder Woman. Well, I just Makes read the book, and I
1: go by the issue. If the issue's good... Uh, fine but man these people are are haters and the first hate one is was, gonna hate
0: man, hate man is gonna well hate.
1: the first thing happened and i didn't even write this down the first thing happened when i wrote i put up the preview right and there is a guy and i sent it to superman the hell yeah, superman wonder woman they have yeah, their twitter page. account They're but I, this is on twitter but i they have a tumblr page they're all about that they're all about superman wonder woman um so I always send it to them, and I, they're very nice. I like them. I don't know if it's one person. I don't know if it's 15. I don't know if it's a, an army of people. Uh, but I'm assuming it's one person. Uh, they love Superman and Wonder Woman. And I like to talk to them because a lot of times I, I don't agree with them, and they don't agree with me. But they – They'll point out some stuff. It never gets nasty. It's very good conversation. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, it's a shame you didn't like this issue. I really enjoyed it because of this. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? You're right. I didn't think of that. Or other times. Most of the time I'm like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) And I wish they'd admit that. But uh, in the meantime, I put this Yeah, I put this up, and another Twitter account that I'm like, oh, this person doesn't like. And they wrote something like, uh, man, this book's garbage, and I hate it. And until Lois is back, I'm out. And then I look, I'm like the name doesn't matter. But then I look, and their actual Twitter account name is like Superman Lois. I'm like, yeah. okay, here we go. And it, this stuff. Lois wasn't it? it? No, this that Lois is on Tumblr. This is okay. what I'm saying. This this starts this crazy trend now. I, I'm seeing this more and more as this book goes on and on. And unfortunately, the the quality has gone down a bit. So, um, hell yeah, Superman Wonder Woman then messaged me and said, hey. And uh, what happened is this guy starts talking to me on Twitter, and I write back. I'm like, I really enjoy the book. I, recently, I've been a little, you know, down with it, but I, I like it in general. That's garbage, you know, stuff like that, you know, yeah. great internet stuff. And uh, that's when Hell Yes yeah, Superman, Wonder Woman put, hey, if you're going to talk to this guy, please don't tag us on this, this Twitter <laughs> because we don't like him. We're avoiding him. All it is is negative stuff. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So uh, we got rid of that guy. Uh, so then. The book comes out, and I put it on, on Tumblr, and they put, just put the review up. And yeah. at first, this guy, Brave Bold, on Tumblr writes out of nowhere because in the beginning I put, hey, there's people who don't like Superman with Wonder Woman and whatever, but they don't have to buy the book and just leave it for the fans. And then yeah. you know we can all work it out, right? And he puts, you are right. Now, this is one sentence again. You are right. I'm not forced to buy, but anyway, the relationship robbed me from having better relationships for both. So I'm like,
0: I, I don't understand what that means.
1: I know, but it, again, that's not that nasty. I'm like, okay, this person doesn't like it, um, and they want the you know both Wonder Woman and Superman to break up and have their own deal. Then it gets nastier because Zemmerlo, who goes by Clovis as well oh, okay. on uh, Tumblr, writes this. This review is just comical. But what to expect from a reviewer that dismiss Superman's depowerment as little problem? How dare you be
0: sarcastic? This is one of the reasons I
1: stopped following this account. (laughs) Their biased and honestly lack of nuance in their review are just laughable. But thumbs up. At least they recognize this Superman Wonder Woman book is nothing else than fan service for a small audience. Number one, learn how to write a sentence. How about that, Eric? This is when I get mad. I, hey, number I, two, how the hell
0: are we biased?
1: I know. I don't – and again, I, I'll give them a bit of credit that they realize there's two of us. Didn't say he's biased. They put theirs, so they've read some reviews. Now, the other thing that I want to know is why are they even reading the review? If they've stopped following our account, screw them. I was following this person too. No longer. No <laughs> That'll longer. That'll show em. Again, now, you said earlier because I was telling you about this, and you're like, you sound like Brendan Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want constructive and non-snarky <laughs> comments, Eric. I don't. Get, Holy shit! It's hey, right? I, hey, I don't mind when I'm yelling at them. They yell at me. Now there's trouble. What is going <laughs> on here? What, what is this? We rarely get we get hate on the podcast, but the, the website I'm proud of, Eric. This piece of crap podcast you can yell about all day because unfortunately we're awful people and people get to see that. But yeah, yeah. so Merlo, uh, you should learn some punctuation, a proper sentence, and, and maybe learn some sarcasm. I'm like, yeah, Wonder Woman's helping Superman with this little problem when he's, you know. Oh, yeah, yay This podcast. Oh, and then I put a last Twitter one before we get to Reggie. Um Joel was messaging me back and forth. We were talking. He did the Prez review, and I just wanted to put this to get you pissed off because at one point he wrote, <laughs> Hey, Eric looks like a predator in his new Twitter picture. Just saying.
0: <laughs> just saying.
1: You know, I like that. And then I wrote back, what, he looks like the – I'm like, he looks like the predator? And then I looked, and I thought, man, he does look like a predator. You, you keep changing these uh, Twitter pics. Uh, each one – you're trying to show your sexiness is what I get from it. You're like, huh.
0: I'm just putting up different pictures. Yeah, you're
1: like, huh. That picture's from five years ago. Maybe I'll put that up. I, mean, I don't look so old. I think you're going through a midlife crisis at 32, At most.
0: At most they Like uh, two years at times. Two Tom's. years.
1: Those two years have been rough. You're <laughs> like when they put up the pictures of the people who have done meth. And right. And they're like the first uh, police uh, mugshot. And it's like it looks like a guy like you see at the gym the next mugshot <laughs> Looks I like Nick Nolte. Oh my God, <laughs> Nick Nolte! It looks like freaking Jimmy Durante.
0: Oh, don't remember Nick now. Nolte's mugshot? Oh
1: yeah, that was with that, that crazy hair and <laughs> the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that was a good shirt. He actually looked like he would have been like in the Big Lebowski with with that getup. <laughs> he was like he was at a Big Lebowski cosplay party. Ah uh, yes, well that's that the, shit gets rough apparently. It, oh man, he did look crazy. Um, but yeah, that's that. We're now getting to our.
0: Main Hold on a second. Hold ma- oh, on.
1: What? 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 The, the,
0: the best part about that Twitter thing from Joel is that since we share an account on oh, the, yeah, Twitter, yeah. I yeah. saw this go up and immediately I'm so vain, I switched the picture yeah, yeah, out. The, yeah. Uh,
1: the best, too, is that now Joel knows that everything he writes, he writes nasty stuff <laughs> about you. Uh, <laughs> and I laugh the whole time and I agree with him. And then I say the next day, you're like, I saw you and Joel badmouth me. I wasn't doing it. I was all Joel. <laughs> you're you were like, egging I, him. You're like, I can read. Oh, I egg him on. I egg everyone on. I try to get everyone to hate you. Uh, yeah, it's easy, though. I don't have to egg much. The only one who I have to get now is Melissa Joan Hart, who how Reg, dare you. Who Reggie will mention uh, because this is Reggie's mail. And guess what?
4: Call me Reggie what? the Reckless.
1: I just put the Reggie the Reckless thing that you probably couldn't hear, could you? Oh,
0: uh, no, I couldn't hear yeah, it. Yeah, it's it it. pretty low.
1: That, you sent me that, that file. It's the freaking lowest freaking file ever, you son of a bitch. How about this?
0: Well, how dare Call I? Call me
4: Reggie the Reckless.
1: You hear that? Nope jeez oh, you stink all right so reggie's gonna go i'm gonna take a little drink of my my drink here i have a coffee i'm up in the weird science studio or headquarters as i called it and it is about 110 degrees and i have a hot coffee so let me take a drink of that before we get to reggie's mail you know what we like to call him reggie the reckless no just reggie his name's reggie eric man i gotta be like to, that trying to do shit what are you so doing? much what, so, what so are much a nice fucking
0: comedian to... It's so much nicer when the mic isn't on.
1: (laughs) He almost made me spit out my coffee. (laughs) God damn it. The whole thing would have went down. Oh, Oh, goodness. Don't laugh like that. We were making fun of podcasts all week about people who tell jokes and laugh. Like last week when you said, uh, that's what she said, and I got mad at you. All these other, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got me in stitches.
0: That was a little inside joke between us, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anybody understood No, nobody would get me in right. Here goes Reggie. Um, for some reason, I'm reading it, but I'm gonna crack my my knuckles. There we go. Reggie says, right. "Dear Jim, I suppose all's good in love and war, and turnabout is fair play. But to say that I am an amalgam of you and Eric, which I did like to call Jerick was oh, a yes. really low blow. I would have preferred you said I was a combination of black licorice, which tastes bad, and dog shit, which probably yeah, tastes awesome. better. No, tastes better than black licorice. That black licorice nobody likes anymore. If you like, alcohol, I don't know
0: how I drank some much- of."
1: jaeger in my 20s oh my god you just cut out bad i'm gonna have to edit that i don't know you that jaeger part oh, yeah? that took about seven it, actually the way our connection is it sounds like you got an awful stutter tonight which may or Uh-oh. may not be true but yeah that jaeger part was oh my goodness you ever have those all sorts candies that yeah. are like the black oh my god that's like if that's not the old woman candy my mom loves those I wish my mom was dead, Eric. Then I could say that. Jesus, I'd I'd be one upping you. Your mom lives in the trailer park. My mom is dead. I win. What do you think of that? I probably would win because uh, no, my, if you do or not, <laughs> I don't know. She's got that my my dad's money, and man, she's spending it like it's water. Uh, whatever that means. Well we share many, spending decisions. it like it's water. Huh? <laughs> spending it like it's water. Hoo-wee. Uh, Reggie goes, while we share many of the same interests, I think the differences are more stark. For instance, my blood is not comprised mainly of butter. That's true. True, uh,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, I, uh, that reminds me of the joke. Like, man, your mom's so fat, they her blood type's ragu. <laughs> I always like that one. Also, I'm not being tracked via, via the NSA's Twitter account, which is disguised as Melissa Joan Harts. Yeah, she follows you, not me. I tentatively yeah. say I'm a mixture of the best parts of Jim and Eric. Kind of reminds me of twins, but that would leave me only with the ability to exchange carbon dioxide for oxygen, and a pension for nineteen eighties. Does that 1980s... make us
0: the Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah, we're the Danny DeVito. Uh,
1: he would have the ability to exchange carbon dioxide for oxygen and a pension for nineteen eighties John Cusack movies. Um, have we? This is weird. Have we mentioned John Cusack? On the podcast, I, I didn't talk about did. him a lot. Had, all, oh my god, all week we talk about him, and you know what we talk about? How much we hate him now because he wants to get rid. He doesn't like the old movies that we love, like Better Off Dead. He started bad mouthing at the at the premiere. Yeah, he was pissed off, right? When he saw it, he was pissed off because he, he thought they made him look like a fool.
0: What's but, that movie I always call Hoops? That
1: is um one crazy summer.
0: One crazy summer. Yeah. I cannot get that title in my head because I've been calling it Hoops since it Hoops. came out. Uh,
1: Better Off Dead is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Mine yeah, as I, well. I love it. Uh,
0: Even with that strange hamburger scene. Yeah, it's a weird. That whole movie Everybody
1: wants on. some. Yeah, that, that whole movie is weird. And when we start our 80s Strike Back podcast where we review 80s movies, we'll talk about that one, won't we? Hell yeah. Are we ever going to do that podcast? This one well, takes eventually. so long. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, 80s Strike Back podcast, we might go on for seven years. Well, just <laughs> actually a week. By the time we get done that podcast, we'll start the next one.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, well played, gentlemen, for devising yeah. an insult worse than having me framed for pedophilia. Yeah. Woo. All right, he goes on, and yeah. this is going to go to my mom's thing I mentioned last week. As a big fan of mysteries, I'd like to cra- I'd like a crack at solving the case of the pointless murder <laughs> based on your suggestion that your mom killed your dad. Who? Since you are ancient, must have been as old as dinosaur fossil. I'd love to tell you his age, Reggie. I don't know. Let's review the facts as I know them from regularly listening to the podcast. Number one, your mom is from England. Correct. Correct. Which is well known to produce only dandies and serial killers. You know, you use dandies. So you can use that. If you would have said that the other time when you're talking about a guy who wears, what What was it? That Oh, the guy who goes around and and tells people to call him Batman
0: oh Jesus if Can you would have this back up if
1: you would went dandy nobody would have been upset
0: well you that would have th- been you a had lie. to go
1: there I wish I could I think that was episode uh 19 everybody <laughs> I don't know I, maybe 17 all right they do have a lot of serial killers especially women serial killers in England number two your dad is your father yes mm, as far as I know making him the accessory if not the perpetrator of one of the greatest crimes against mankind conceiving you that's true I'm not a very good human being number three your dad was a tremendous man and I said when we when I read this at work I love that um, that <laughs> sounds so much nicer than a big fat slop that's great what big fat so big fat so
0: you gotta pull like the buffalo is he a great big fat person
1: your dad was a tremendous man a condition I can only assume was developed through guilt eating over having brought you into this world I don't agree my dad just liked eating and he would eat anything from pig's feet to um, sushi. Uh, at one point, remember, did I tell you, was I working with you when he wanted to get a hold of that cow tongue? Yeah. And he was looking all over to buy cow tongue, and he went down. There was a Hispanic market downtown that just opened, and he went there, and they sold him a big freaking cow tongue. <laughs> thing was, the, oh, disgusting, and he freaking boiled that for like two days, it seemed. And then he ate it, hated it. He's like, this is the worst. Eh, ate the whole thing Eric.
0: Yeah, of it, Well, I'm it, saying my stepdad was big into them too. Yeah,
1: he didn't like it. He hated it. My mom hated the smell. And the next time I went, I'm like, what the hell did you do with that Kelton? Because I was there when he took the first bite, looked like he was going to vomit. He's like, oh, I ate that whole thing. I'm like, oh, really? Man? That same day, he ate it all. Big pig. Uh, and the last thing that he thinks about this mystery of my dad getting killed by my mom, Eric had something to do with this somehow. Well, Maybe, your mother like, is my little English muffin. I was going to say, you keep calling her your little English muffin. I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, reviewing these facts, I can only come to one. Uh, I can come to only one conclusion. If anyone murdered your dad, they probably screwed up and meant to kill you. I'd suggest you watch your back. Except, I'm pretty sure that long before anyone can assassinate you, you kill yourself due to your diet of triple stacked hamburgers and microwave refried beans. The good news is that your family can then collect whatever bounty has been placed on your head by a concerned citizen. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, I may be a combination of you and Eric, but you're a combination of the comic strip Ziggy and Red Fox. Well, Eric is little more than a sentient headband. So put that in your pipe and swallow it. Great podcast. Love, Reggie. Now, again, oh, love, Reggie, the reckless Eric. Yeah, right. Um, that brings to mind, I forgot my po- – that's another one of my big impersonations, Red Fox.
0: Red Fox. Later. Listen to dummy.
1: <clears your throat> that's all it is
0: for years before the podcast you would do this like every day but then you start doing impersonations on podcasts no red fox no i
1: forgot all about red Fox.
0: hey there dummy i'm coming elizabeth
1: that's all <laughs> i do i make it so that my throat hurts when i talk and yell crazy stuff uh i love red fox but that's not here nor there because we're on to your part of the mail dear eric american sweetheart that's right I really enjoyed the review of Puppet Master for Just for the Hell of it Mondays. See, well, somebody right. liked it. And looking at the preview, it was actually a lot better drawn than I'd expected. I said that to you as well. I looked at it. I thought it was going to be a bunch of hacked up drawings like that lady who does freaking Elf Quest.
0: Wendy Peeney? Instead,
1: peeny? what did you call me? Wendy Peeney? Oh, I thought you said I had a little Peeney. Everybody knows that. <laughs> That's true. Have you seen the Tales of the Reanimator title by
0: Dynamite Comics?
1: And well, you funny, I'm
0: saying it's funny you bring that up because not this Monday, but next Monday I'm going to be re- reviewing issue one of that.
1: Are you going to? You're not going to do the whole P- Puppet Master series, huh?
0: No, I'll get back to it. Okay, you're going to go. You're going to keep people hanging.
1: Yeah. You know what's good, too? Dynamite Comics follows us for some reason. I don't yeah, know I'm why. I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. More the um, DC does. It's okay. And as a fan of Reanimator, I think you might dig it. Three issues have come out so far, and I think it's four ser- issues, limited series. So you might just want to wait for the last one and scoop up the whole batch. Even if you just got the first issue, I'd like to know what you thought of it. So he will find out, and just for the hell of it, and Mike Bice, you can
0: put that in your pipe. Do whatever I'm saying, you want though, it's it. funny because I have no idea. Like I just know this comic is out there. I have no idea what's going on in it. Yeah. I really wish they would have used the, like, the idea for the movie that they never produced called uh, House of Reanimator.
1: Gotcha. I think that this is more based on the uh, books than the movies. itself. Oh, like anyway.
0: the H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah, or something. Yeah. No, I hope not because yeah, I is. really hope it's based on the movies. No,
1: it's, I, I believe that's when I read it. And at first when I talked to you about it, I believe even in reviews, I started getting mad. I'm like, Eric, you got to review this. Nobody mentions the movie. And then I read further into it, and it's more based on the stories than the movie.
0: Well, that's a shame. So
1: you'll have to see. You'll you have uh, to make your look, own. The
0: House idea. of Reanimator was an unlike you know made sequel that they were gonna do. Yeah, it's so good because the idea was this: it's while Bush was president. That President Bush died during his term. Okay. And they brought in Herbert West to reanimate him. And it never goes right. But that was the whole plot of it. would try to keep. Yeah. And I laughed my ass off listening to it.
1: I I have the feeling that the people who reviewed it were uh, pretentious. And like, we don't, you know. It's almost like what we say when we buy a a book that gets turned into a movie. You don't want the movie cover. Right. I think that they're going to be reading this. uh, Oh, those movies are bull crap. Movies are fun. Yeah, I, I don't like him either.
0: Jeffrey Combs
1: is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. I was talking with a friend about something that used to run on network television every weekend. I was going to make a joke about Reggie having friends. Late night showings <laughs> of horror movies hosted by Elvira, or some guy dressed as a vampire or something. They had a ver- they had versions all across the country, which they did. It's funny to look up like each city's and, yeah. and town's version of these guys. Elvira did host a weekly or biweekly show in New York and in. in uh, WNYW, and there was another show hosted by some guy with a really bad beard that was on WWOR. These hosts were ridiculous, always getting the silly and situations before and after commercial breaks, largely to pad out these 1950s and 60s horror movies and fill more airtime. And it wasn't always horror movies either. I remember that Elvira show was where I first saw Santa Claus vs. the Martians.
0: Which is odd to me because it's on Netflix now, and I've pointed it out to my girlfriend how I used to watch this every Christmas. Yeah, really? And she'd never heard of it, yeah.
1: That's like uh, my buddy Jay would make me watch um, the WKRP in Cincinnati uh, show when on Thanksgiving, the the Turkeys Can't Fly episode. Right. And I, I and also made me listen to that Alice's Restaurant song that's like 20 minutes <laughs> used to drive me nuts. These hosts uh, annoyed me as a kid, but looking back, they helped parse the movie and often told some reasonably interesting relevant facts about the films they showed. Do you ever see a show like this? The weird thing is, number one, Reggie, you you have to remember we're from the Philadelphia area. and When I grew up, when we first got cable, one of the channels there was Channel 9, WWOR. So not only have I seen these type of shows, I saw that guy with the really bad beard, and I told you, Eric, I was scared shitless of him. I thought he was going to come and take me. Uh, I'm. I know you love any bit of these shows. And oh yeah! I, I really think that you were going at some point to make a YouTube show. This is years ago, yes. before any of this, before I knew you, and it was called The Cellar Dweller. Was your no the, the show?
0: Yeah, right? the character was Cellador. The show is going to be called Horror Movie Night.
1: Yeah. So, but it was going to be kind of a take on these guys.
0: Oh yes, definitely. So, I love
1: horror hosts. Yeah, and I was scared. I was scared of them. I was scared of everything. But Like the one guys...
0: in our area that was like – it's a little before my time, but it was uh, WPHL's yeah. Horror Theater with Dr. Shock. Dr.
1: Shock. It was Channel 17. Scared the yeah. crap out of me. These guys always appeared to be uh, old and always up to no good. Like they scared me as if they were like there to either take me away, possess me. I don't know. And then again, maybe this is why I don't like horror movies like you do. <laughs> they these guys scared like I like Kung Fu Theater. Oh that yeah. That was on like also like we were talking about like WWOR and we also W P I X was the other channel eleven that I loved. And uh yeah. So Reggie, a lot of the crap that you watched growing up and stuff like that is the same exact stuff I did and Eric as well, because we had yeah. those channels but uh Yes. I was in
0: love with Elvira, though. Like, my earliest dream that I can remember is I was five years old. It's my first sexual dream, too, where I was going down on Elvira before I had any so idea. Weird. I know. I'm telling you. I have no idea anything about going down on girls, but I'm doing it, and, like, I'm five yeah, years old. From
1: what your girlfriend said, that hasn't changed. Ooh, and, see, there's uh, a joke. He would be laughing your ass off telling me how great I'm.
0: But um, <laughs> I remember, there, for some reason, there was black sludge down there. This is my first sexual dream, and I believe that there was black sludge where the vagina should be.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, at five, that's when you're like, I saw Mommy kissing Daddy. Ooh, we're going to have a baby brother.
0: Yeah, my you're daddy with, wasn't around, you're but you're all right. Where, yeah, you're there with the black
1: sludge. You're like, Mommy's kissing Uncle Fred and Uncle John and Uncle Timmy <laughs> and, and Uncle John again. I don't <laughs> uh,
0: no, but by far, my favorite horror host was from the 90s with TNT's Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved his show. You didn't like that uh, Rhonda? What was that Rhonda Shear? Didn't she have that? Yeah. Was more of that, and Gilbert that, had that up all night USA and stuff up all like night. that. Yeah, <laughs> that was their take on regular like shitty movies. Uh, did you ever see? Uh, uh, if not, how did you get into watching horror flicks?
0: Well, that's easy. My father, yeah, ma- father. Like I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I was just afraid of everything as Jim is or was. Well, maybe is, but uh, he would force me to watch these horror flicks with oh, him because he wanted someone to watch him. Stuff. And so I grew up watching these flicks until eventually I grew to really appreciate them. And the first one I really remember appreciating was Puppet Master 2. And that's probably why I'm still so fond of the series.
1: Yeah. Toulon's Revenge? Is that No. True?
0: No, that was three.
1: Yeah, I, I actually didn't even know that was one of the <laughs> titles. I know I've heard that or something. All right. And he put, um, my brother sat me down in front of movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I spit on your grave as a kid. Was there someone like that for you? What you just said was your dad. Yeah.
0: So my with my dad though freaking uh, every weekend I'd go to visit him. We would peruse the video section, the horror section of the video store, and he would just get he would rent a shit ton of horror flicks. And then we'd stay up, and honestly, we would all just fall asleep before the any, all the movies were over. Nice. Yeah. Just be one after another until like everybody was just passed out.
1: And I said my mom would. That's the only time she would let me, or she'd make me stay up all week. She wouldn't let me stay up. I wanted to stay up and then show my age. I wanted to stay up to see Johnny Carson. Right. And then I finally saw it. I don't know what the hell. (laughs) I I thought I was missing something. Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. I uh, I Yeah. (laughs) not a big fan. And then on the weekends, I wanted to see uh, Fantasy Island. And then I watched Uh, that and scared the crap out of me. And then scared
0: the shit out of you. (laughs) But uh,
1: she would make me step and watch these movies. And I... I would just try to fall asleep, and she wouldn't let me. She'd wake me up. You gotta watch this, and oh, I hate. That, I that's I what did. my
0: father would do. The, I'm telling you, it was. Yeah, but he
1: see... wanted you to see it because he was enjoying it. Oh yeah, I yeah. was hating it. He no, no, that... no, that
0: no, not that. When I'm telling you, before 19, whenever Pup Master Two came out, I'm saying 1990. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of all these flicks. Like yeah. we'd ever, every now and again, we get this watch, like a Universal watch, like Dracula, or The Wolfman, or Bride of yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah. I would love all of them. The, the old stuff was great when a, when you're a kid. Yeah. But then we'd watch slasher flicks or like um, the hell we were just talking about earlier today, um, Creepshow 2 oh, with the Creepshow, raft. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Scared the shit yeah. out of me. It still yeah, scares the shit that. out like of that. me. Again, anything that
1: was on HBO, and I believe that was in heavy rotation at one point, and. That damn raft freaking story with the, like you said, it was blob, the blob, and, lake. and the lake. And I, we went to this lake all the time uh to camp and they had like what was almost like that raft in the middle it was like a dock in the middle and it scared the crap out of me
0: Well, i'm telling you whatever it was my father loved these flicks and i think he just wanted to pound it in my skull that like i should love them too which i eventually did so kudos on him but it was almost torture to a degree for how scared i was of these like i think i had a nightmare every night of my life until i was fucking nine nice but uh I even talked about on the podcast before how we all got into the family station wagon. We went to the drive-in theaters when Jungle Book was re-released.
4: Yeah, yeah. And And then he pulled
0: me... Arachnophobia, right? He pulled me out of the car to go watch Arachnophobia across the way. (laughs) Which you hate spiders. Oh, yeah. I'm still terrified of spiders probably because of that. Uh, But, like, me and my sister, he would do this too. After my younger brothers Mike and Scott were born... He would never show them anything like he got mellowed out in his older age or I don't know if his uh, wife yelled at him over and over again because of how me and Randy it. turned yeah. out.
1: Well, that yeah. was the thing, because he was married to their mother at the time. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so correct. your mom couldn't do anything about it. If, if he was going to make you watch horror movies when you went and saw him on the weekend, it was you know, there was nobody to protect you. Yeah. Uh, well, he says, let's keep up the pressure on hashtag Eric Shea, not Nick Lachey. I know Twix will want to hire you once they find out that most of your internal organs are swimming in caramel anyway. My mom says caramel, she says. Caramel. Your English muffin. Great podcast, love. Reggie the Reckless, Eric.
0: Reggie the Reckless. Oh, should have got some Twix earlier. God damn
1: it. I'm not a big Twix fan. I, I don't know. I don't like chocolate that much. That's one thing. If Reggie ever makes fun, you, you see he always concentrates on, like, burgers and things, and he's right on. I'm not a big, uh, big candy man. Candy man. <laughs> I'm the candy man. I'm not a big candy man, but you know who is? Who's that? Dan. Dan Dan's Stransky. candy is he? I don't know. I would say Dan likes himself a candy bar now and again. I, I would say that Dan is into Sour Patch Kids.
4: He looks like sour a Sour Patch Kids,
1: Kids guy. Um, he's also into show tunes, Eric. Fair Last week's news, he was talking about deaths, and he said, Dusty Rhodes died. And I made a joke before, and if you listen, you could probably laugh with me, that he said, and Jim was a big fan. I was not a big <laughs> I just told him that to see if he'd say it. Um, Chris Lee, of course, died. Of and course. somebody else. Ron Moody. Is that who? I, I don't even know still. Freaking <laughs> Moody. What Moody was the um that was the villain in My Bodyguard. That's was it? What, yeah, that's what Matt Dillon's name. I was. I was gonna say Moody. Matt
0: Dillon. Yeah, yeah his I name hate was Matt Moody. Dillon.
1: Remember, because at one point there was a kid who almost talks like they did about Kelly Leak. He's like that I, Moody.
0: I kind of want to say that. I kind of want to say Moody was the name of his brother in Heaven Help Us. Okay. Um, was it?
1: Maybe. I think Moody though definitely was the. Uh,
0: All right, now I'll go with it, man. I'm just going Yeah, giving this, I think
1: my... uh, when he would beat up Chris Makepeace, and then he got your Man. <laughs> Poor
0: Chris Makepeace. Adam
1: Baldwin to step in and do something like beat the crap out of Moody. I, did he ever beat the crap out of Moody? It was just like he was. Oh yeah, at the, at the
0: end. At uh, the end. He, I, I
1: didn't no, remember. no. He
0: he protected Chris Makepeace, and at the end, after um, uh, Matt Dillon got the bigger guy to protect mm. him. He got the crap beat out of him until he got on his bike and rode away.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a sad movie when you when you saw that. It's uh, a good Adam, flick. Everybody should watch
0: My Bodyguard. When
1: you saw that Adam Baldwin had the marks from trying to kill himself. Hit me hard, Eric. Hit me hard. That <laughs> never, hit you hard and now your
0: father's death.
1: Yeah, Heaven Help Us, another great movie. Uh, we also mentioned the great 80s movie that not a lot of people watch, Three O'Clock High. Damn
0: right, 3 O'Clock High.
1: You know, Dan kind of reminds me of uh, Casey, is it Semenko?
0: Semenko, yeah.
1: Kind of reminds me of him in that picture of his on that beta pod. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Casey Semenko of the podcasting scene.
0: Actually, Uh, out of all these flicks, go watch 3 O'Clock High. It is so underrated.
1: I like all those, all three of those. I also like um, Harold and Maude, which you said you have not seen. Nope. I like that. And um, American Ninja. Go check that out. One of my favorites, Steve James. He's a great actor. But, yeah, we're going to get to Dan's Geek News. And um, Dan is going to tell us about some news, probably some Apple news. I don't know. Like I said, he hasn't said yeah, it no to idea. us yet. He's playing no Mario idea. Kart 8 right now. Yeah, he's Mario Karting right now as we speak. And hopefully he'll give us a show tune or two. Take it away, Dan.
3: Hello, Weird Science! Dan here, coming at you with all of your latest geek news for the week. It was one of those weeks where it wasn't exactly great, but it also didn't entirely suck. Um, I'd call it a middle ground week. Uh, unfortunately, my podcast that I do, Betapod, is being delayed, uh, I should have the next episode done soon. I haven't really had a chance to record. Unfortunately, I've gone on a several-day odyssey of getting my internet installed. Uh, But I'll be talking about that on Betapod. But the good news is that means that I have internet. Congratulations, everybody. That was the big headline of the week this week. Dan Stransky from Weird Science and Betapod got an internet connection. After only six years. Yeah, that's a hell of a news story right there. Uh, But on the bright side, this means I can finally venture into the world of online gaming, something I've always wanted to partake in, but I've never had the ability to before. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, jumping into it, uh, normally I don't like to report on rumors, but there were some rumors this week that uh, kind of hit me just a little bit as being something that I should talk about. The first one is Forrest Whitaker, the beloved actor is actually rumored for a role in the upcoming Star Wars anthology, Rogue One. Uh, That's pretty fucking cool. I mean, I'm not a huge Forrest Whitaker fan, but I know the the presence that this man commands when he takes a role, and if he was in that movie, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, Of course, we do need strong African-American actors in the Star Wars franchise now, because Star Wars is showing that it is not just for white people. It is a diversified Uh, world where there are strong males and strong black males and strong females, and maybe one day we'll see a strong black female in Star Wars. Who knows? It could happen. It could happen. E3 was this week, and it was a surprisingly underwhelming uh, E3 this year. Now, I will be talking about all this in great detail on Betapod, since this is the focus of the next episode, but basically just breaking it down, uh, nothing overly wowed me. Nothing, you know, blew my socks off and made me go, oh my god, I must have. If anything, the biggest thing that came out of E3, uh, at least for me, and this is really sad, really, is... Microsoft announced that Rare is releasing a game collection this summer called Rare Rewind, uh, which is going to be an Xbox One exclusive. It's going to have 30 games, over 700 hours of gameplay. It's going to have titles like Battletoads, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, uh, Pro-AMRC from the NES days. You know, it's going to have all those games that Rare has the rights to that Nintendo isn't overly involved in. There's no GoldenEye. There's no Donkey Kong Country. But that's still pretty awesome. That right there actually has me saying I want to get an Xbox One by next year. Uh, the PlayStation 4 still is, of course, the main console that I want to pick up. But now I am willing to pick up an Xbox One. So that that in and of itself is huge, because I've always been very anti-Xbox. But now we've got a console where I can play every Halo game ever released. I can play an exclusive Tomb Raider game that's only going to be released for that particular system. I can play a collection of Rare games. Now I've got some reasons. There were, of course, some other great games announced for the Xbox One, including ReCore, which is being done by the same people that did Metroid Prime 3. Uh, But we really don't know much about the game, except that it's about a girl and a robot dog. One of the other big things that came out of E3 was that Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, gameplay video was released. We finally got a chance to see what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to look like, and oh my god, it is fucking beautiful. Um, I've read the reactions online, and really, the only reaction that you can have after watching the uh, gameplay video, and if you haven't seen it, please go check it out, is shut up and take my money. That's it. I mean, there, there's a Hercules level, as, you know, as per usual, but you can summon up Pegasus, and you can ride a chariot being pulled by Pegasus. I was like, oh, fuck yes! Sony, of course, announced that they are remaking Final Fantasy VII, which means it's time for me to get up off my lazy ass and play through the original, despite the dated graphics, so that I know what I'm getting myself into. It is hard for me to talk about what Nintendo did because I still haven't had a chance to sit down and watch their uh, live Treehouse Direct, but I did hear that puppets were involved. Um, a few things that I did catch just from briefly checking in on some of the streams did include seeing a bit of uh, Super Mario Maker, which is coming out September 11, 2015. This is arguably one of the Wii U games that I am most excited about that is coming out over uh, the course of this year and or next year. Uh, the game is literally going to let you build Super Mario levels, in the style of the classic 8-bit game, in the style of Super Mario World, uh, in the style of uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. It's it's just, it's going to be huge. It's going to be fucking awesome. Nintendo is also releasing a limited edition Mario 30th Anniversary Amiibo, which is based on the 8-bit design. It's going to be a little bit bigger, and it's going to be used to unlock, uh, I believe it's a giant version of Mario, in Super Mario Maker. Woohoo. Another Amiibo that we get to fight over, because Nintendo's not going to fucking produce enough. Yes, Nintendo announced Amiibo, and I'm not going to get into the ones they announced right now, but Nintendo announced a lot of Amiibo stuff that pissed a lot of people off. Apple Music launches on June 30th, and one album that won't be present, including anything by the Beatles, is Taylor Swift's 1989, of course, The artist. Uh, infamously removed her catalog from Spotify because she didn't believe in the free tier that they offered. She believes the music is meant to be consumed as albums and the streaming destroys that. Her back catalog will, of course, be available on Apple Music. However, that new album will not. Sorry, fans of Tay-Tay. You're just going to have to deal with it. Marvel's come to a deal with Comixology and Amazon that has resulted in over 12,000 Marvel comic books being released on the Kindle. That's right, you can go on the Kindle store now, and you can buy yourself issues of comic books. And you can read them on your glorious Kindle Paperwhite in black and white. The fuck is this world coming to? No, that's that's not the worst. That's not the lowest point. The lowest point, I think, had to be the Apple Watch 2 rumors that have finally uh, started trickling out. People are saying that uh, next year Apple's going to release a new version of their Apple Watch and it's going to have a FaceTime camera in it because, fuck, I don't feel like an idiot enough when I answer a phone call on my watch in public. Now I want to look like I'm actually looking into a camera on my watch. What the fuck? On the bright side, the phone will have, the new watch will have greater independence from the iPhone, supposedly, but it will get the same battery life. Fortunately, these are all rumors, and hopefully they turn out to be bullshit, uh, just like the new Apple TV rumors that keep circulating, which, now that I have internet, I can get behind a new Apple TV. Apple, please, release that, please. <laughs> Uh, For those of you who have seen QR codes on bottles of ketchup, you might want to be careful because over in Germany, they were holding a contest, and when I say they, I mean the Heinz ketchup people. The biggest name in ketchup in the world was holding a contest to design QR codes, and (laughs) some evil genius (laughs) bought up... (laughs) the URL that Heinz had been using because they didn't register it as long as the QR codes would actually be in circulation and somebody re-registered the domain to a German porn website. (laughs) That is horrible, but at the same time, not gonna lie, kind of funny. Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon have officially began filming the all-female Ghostbusters remake. Fuck my life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually starting to get kind of excited about the all-female Ghostbusters film, because that seems like that could be something that is actually kind of exciting. Uh, I mean, after all, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 are great, but then, really, the series, they didn't do anything with it outside of a video game that I am yet to play, but I have heard fantastic things about. I've heard that that video game is more Ghostbusters 3 than an actual Ghostbusters 3 could ever be. And finally, of course, Matthew Vaughn is in the news this week. He is looking to do a second kick-ass sequel as well as a prequel explaining how Hit-Girl and Big Daddy became Hit-Girl and Big Daddy. Uh, Honestly, I would just cram that into an origin story in the film, but that's just me. That's my personal take on things. Uh, Now, I want to know, what did you guys think of the news this week? What did you guys think of the topics I talked about? What are your thoughts on E3? Um, I actually want you guys to do me a favor. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Dan Stransky. Send me some tweets telling me what you think. And I'm actually going to read those tweets over on Betapod. And there's a very good chance that I'm even going to read some of them here on the news next week. Uh, And a little message to Jim and Eric. No, I'm not trying to steal your listener feedback section. I'm just trying to get a little... uh, Interaction going between the people who listen to and like the Geek News segment and uh, people who don't yet listen to my podcast, but totally should because Betapod rules. You can check out my blog, 1138 com where I have two articles up, one talking about how Sony completely wanted E3, and the other about how Microsoft won me over on the Xbox One. And of course, you can check out my digital DC and Vertigo reviews here on Weird Science. And of course, my reviews will be going up with more frequency now that I have a web connection to work on them at home with. I am no longer at the whim of public Wi-Fi and my work schedule. Now I'm going to take this opportunity to send it back over to Jim and Eric.
0: Come off being like a big dummy. And we're back,
1: Eric. You are a dummy. How dare you? (laughs) Ah, that is Dan's geek news. Uh, Last week I did not put any sort of music intro or outro at all for the segments. I'm going to try to do that this week. So you may have just heard a tune. You may have heard (laughs) Dan. I don't know. I was I was under the gun this week. Yeah, last week I was under the gun. I had to get that. Crap out! I gotta, you know, the masses—they need this crap, Eric. You know what time it is? It's time for the meat of the podcast.
0: Is I that what I we said... talk about? Is that what we talk about? My buddy's movies come uh, has a release date for November. What? What? Oh yeah, my buddy who worked on this horror flick Reichsführer SS—just got a release date for DVD, Blu-ray in November. Oh really? Is that what we're talking about? It is now. <laughs> During the break, there I went online and on Facebook, I just saw I got a release date. So I'm like, I'm gonna bring that up real fast. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I still Reisch, don't. Reich,
1: Reich, That's
0: racist. Reich Reich What
1: is that? that? That sounds like a um, Romstein album. The hell
0: are they doing over there? Who who is this friend of yours? What are you talking about? What What's his name? Do you just want me to drop names? I don't know if I, you'd appreciate that. I
1: don't even think you have a friend. You oh, don't have any friends. What is the
0: what? All of a sudden, the UPS driver's making movies. <laughs>
1: that's the only guy I see you talking about all week. Holy moly! All right, this is picking up. We're picking up the pace now, Eric. Because, all right. Because we're in the book section. That I said last week. That's the meat and cheese of the podcast. I think this week it's only the meat. I don't like
0: cheese. I
1: don't Jim, like cheese Jim. on
0: hamburgers, Eric. You're you're a communist. Yeah. Reichsführer SS. Reichsführer SS. <laughs> yes.
1: Aren't I mean? I, I it's weird to say because I know you love Hitler, but <sighs> these movie it obviously it, I'm guessing it has Nazis in it. Yeah. says seriously, it's an, it's time to just bury those Nazis. They I know that they're an easy villain to put in because you hate them without any sort of backup. You know what that is, Eric? That's lazy storytelling that you always say because you don't have to have a Nazi kick a baby and. Uh, you know, pet a dog. I don't well, know.
0: Well, when you make your movie, we'll see how
1: that works. Oh, I'm making my movie right now. It's called Reich 2. <laughs> what was that movie called? Reich Führer SS. That is the wor- I You told me. How many times have you mentioned that to me in the past 30 seconds? And I still don't know. What is it called?
0: Reich, Reich?
1: SS. So it's Reich Führer. Yes. I thought it was Reich Führer. Actually, I thought you said Rice Fuhrer SS sounds like the worst movie I've ever heard in my life of course it's a, a horror movie because it's somebody you know your buddy you claim yeah Eli Roth right that's who made it
0: <laughs> I wish I was friends with Eli
1: Stephen King <laughs> John Carpenter see I'm already cool I'm already running out of horror movie uh M. Night Shyamalan he's got a new one coming out yeah I heard we were talking. Do you think it'll have the big twist at the end? And,
0: I uh, think it has to at this point.
1: No. At this point, th- it better think, not.
0: I'm saying, though, he's, it's what he's known for. You think he's going to go the opposite direction? No, I like, think, I no think twist that anything time. he's
1: known for, he better stop and get to doing some good movies. I think that basically he's like us. We, we have mentioned before that we have a DC Comics site and podcast. We have made it so that we're a, such a niche that nobody's going to be able to listen. You know, you have to like D.C., you have to like a bunch of goofy assholes who liked 80s stuff. So his movies, every movie you want to have people go see five times. That's the goal. Yeah. Titanic made that money because women went and saw it 20 times. I saw Star Wars, well, in the theater, I only saw it once, I told you, but I lied to my friends and told them I saw it 10 times.
0: How many times do you see Titanic in the theater? Uh, at least three, Eric. There
1: you go. <laughs> uh, and like Shyamalan, you don't do that. You see it once and you're done. <laughs> and That's it, true. That is not good marketing. That's what I was getting at. It's it's really bad marketing. Speaking of which, too, I mentioned to you that there's a couple podcasts out there that are called, like, The New 52. And, boy, they're in trouble now. <laughs> do you think they're going to rebrand themselves as well?
0: The DCU podcast?
1: The DCU podcast. I, boy, they're in some trouble. I, I said it, it's too close to... That happening to be retro, I guess you just got to go with it. Own that shit. I guess. But yeah, we're going to go in the books. And if you want to see or read the reviews of all these books and not hear us just talk about the shit we don't like, because that's what this podcast always brought, <laughs> boils down to, uh, go and see us at Weird Science DC Comics Blog.blogspot.com, where we will go on and on about 80s movies and Puppet Master and Reich tot 2
0: What was it called? I'm not talking about it A no
1: Reich Führer SS. Yeah. Right? That is awful. I believe so. What's our first <laughs> book, Eric? You, know, you don't even know. What's the first yeah. book? I'm going to pick up. I'm going to get a little more energy. I think that first section, because we've never done this on a Friday night, and you're going away for the weekend, I'm going to miss you dearly. Yeah. Um, I think I was a little down, so we're going to do this. I think maybe we should just record the first part again, like we did last week. Uh, I'm not doing that. We're going to be up till 4 a.m. Alright, let's get to the books. What's the first book, Eric?
0: Justice League of America, number one, written by Brian Hitch, with art by Brian Hitch, Daniel Henriquez, Wade von Grawl Badger. Do you like that fucking name? Grawl Badger? Was this Wade what was that? Was Wade? This... Wade von Grawlbadger. Badger. I think he's the star
1: of Flick SS. <laughs>
0: Uh, Andrew Curry and Alex Sinclair. Oh, Alex Sinclair. We know Alex Sinclair. Oh yes, we
1: like Alex. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he goes by Sin Eric. I know. Him. Oh, you know that. I'll take that. Holy
0: shit! Is Brian Hitch thrown everything at us at once? We've gone from Superman being invited to the Infinity Corporation, where they've got themselves a room full of dead Supermen, Jim. Yeah. Apparently I the, they did. Apparently, the end of the world will be determined on whether Superman lives or dies, and after checking the timeline again and again, it looks like we're fucked. Yeah. Hence all the dead Superman Jim. This Justice League fight parasite and come off looking like a bunch of rookies that never worked together before and the Kryptonian god Rao shows up to save every one of us all Flash Gordon style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I know it's a number 1 and all. Yeah, but, it
1: wasn't And, and one.
0: you you want to grab people. And you know you just grab the shit out of their face skull fuck. And just get them into this goddamn story. But he has thrown so much at it. I know I said this about Jeff Johns' Justice League number 41, Part 1 of The Dark Side War. Yes, you did. This feels like even more to me.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on here. Uh, Some of it very good. A lot of it very confusing to me. And uh, again, I'm going to state right off that this really is another one of those that story trumps continuity. And I I know in your review you said it too, but we were really hoping that this book somehow... I wanted it to just be, quote unquote, the adventures of the Justice League. I thought there'd be. I I didn't even expect to have very long arcs. I wanted to see them just fight random villains, big things. Yeah. Maybe fight Starro, do crazy stuff like that.
0: I'm saying uh, I, I I all I wanted this to be was that five that that gap of five years where we start the Justice League and then we get to the present time that we I think we jumped in issue twelve. Yeah. It might, actually, it might have been even eight issue eight. Oh yeah. I think it's when we jumped. I could be wrong about all oh, this, but... I'll go with you. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Around I, that area.
1: I thought this was going to be... I'm trying to think. um I guess there's not a book that I'm thinking of. Like, this would be the fun Justice League. Like, this is just going to be full-out adventure. This book's pretty... This issue, pretty
0: serious. Very and
1: serious. And I, I never would have imagined we're going to get a room full of dead Superman. That <laughs> right away. That, that's just crazy, but... Yeah, it's uh, getting real here. That's how you know It's getting it. real, real. Um I like the beginning. I like when... um Superman or Clark's talking to Lois. I like their interaction there. Yeah. And um, I think that Clois on Tumblr is going to enjoy that as well, Eric. Lois is showing a lot of cleavage. And at one point, Clark like is almost about to pull his glasses down to look.
0: Make me laugh. <laughs> the but ZZ yeah. Top. Oh,
1: yeah. oh it's funny. But yeah, he, he's heading off to the Infinity Corporation. Um, I called a little bullshit on that because he doesn't really look into it. and And Lois even says... Like, oh, who are they? I don't know. No idea. Then we find out when he gets there that the reason why he seems to really have gone is because they know his identity. They've actually sent the invitation to Superman.
0: And it's funny too because like he's Superman, he goes in. He he can just he can go just places because he doesn't have to check it out because he is Superman. But then. It's just odd. He just threatens them the entire time.
1: It just seemed odd. I'm losing
0: he, my patience over yeah, and over again. He
1: says that, and he's like, you better, you know, it's almost like he might as well just say, you better do what I want you to, or I'm going to kill you. He's like, very angry.
0: Not even a lot of reaction to the fact that there's a room full of dead hymns.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then they, they bring one in, and it's alive still. Um, And it just, it's, he, he, Superman himself seemed off. It, it did not seem like again, I wanna fun Superman. I want you know this great. But he goes in and there's this like child prodigy Vincent, who I, I told you had the worst Mo Howard haircut.
0: Well, I had a problem with that when I was writing my review, because I couldn't couldn't determine whether he was just a short Asian or a child prodigy. No,
1: I believe he is a... uh, Especially, they have the one panel where you really can tell, and he's like, welcome to Infinity Corporation, Superman. We're trying to save your life. And he goes to shake the hand, and he's, yeah, he's definitely a little kid. But he's another... You know what he is? He's a prick. (laughs) He's so annoying. And I don't know. And then you get this... um, Story with Aquaman that I guess they're going to go more into yeah, later I'm because sure, that's just kind of like a throwaway in the
0: middle. It's just um, to explain why Aquaman's not going to be part of this battle. And
1: it, well, it made me laugh because it's like, okay, we're going to have a battle with the Justice League. Superman's doing this. In the meantime, we're going to get the Justice League, and yeah, we don't need you, Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, this is like back to the uh, the loser Aquaman that nobody likes. So like yeah, you you go to Atlantis, buddy, and you do that. But uh, yeah, he and there, there's a whole thing. It's like he's yeah. uh, he's talking to the UN, and it's all And like then he gets
0: th- then he gets told that there's a like somebody down in Atlantis talking about finding uh, Olympus and shit like that. Yeah, so he yeah. excuses himself. I gotta go, everybody. Atlantis mm-hmm. shit going on yeah, down here.
1: When he gets to and then his whole story thing, he gets to Atlantis and they get the true gods or you know and,
0: you these know, false it, gods. False will gods die. are over. Yeah. And, Shit like uh, that. You
1: get that. But then, like you said, you get the other members, uh, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, and Batman all get an invitation to head over to, in Metropolis, the, uh, the clean... Clean power plant. Yeah, the clean power plant. So the new Metropolis clean energy power plant. And they get there, and only Batman realizes, like, holy shit, we shouldn't all be here together. And then all of a sudden he sees something, and it's Parasite. And I don't know about you... I don't really I, – I get that Infinity Incorporated, Infinity Corporation has done this. It just seemed out of place. It, it did. It, it didn't seem like, like – a lot of times things like this will happen, and you'll say, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. By the end of this, it didn't make any sense to me really except for, like you said, to show them fighting
0: exactly we and needed I, a big fight scene so you know what we need to do we need to show the, yeah. the justice league look like schmucks like yeah, getting it, their asses kicked that's the problem with these big stories that want to start out like this jeff Johnson's the same thing everybody wants to do this when they start that, out yes it's, it's we yeah, got to kick this shit out yeah, of the Justice league right off the boat
1: and then they have to regroup and stuff like that and uh, yeah it's just weird there's parasite which i you said last week for suicide squad you're a big parasite fan. i
0: love parasite and
1: i didn't like him here uh, just because I just did not get the concept of what what was going on is he is he just parasite that they're letting loose to see what goes on? Yeah, is that's what I got. Is he supposed to be gathering their powers somehow and then this? They, but it's just weird, and then it gets weirder when parasite eats Wonder Woman. Yeah, and sexy. all of a sudden she yeah then and she gets this these voices and she's just screaming and. That's when Superman realizes shit's going down. He heads back to Metropolis and just flies through Parasite and grabs Wonder Woman. It comes out the other side. Why and, not? Yeah. And she's just like, I hear these voices. They're shouting. Ah, I just. I don't... And that
0: disappears. Yeah. Just disappears yeah. one panel and then is never heard from again.
1: Yeah, so And the the team is fighting um, Parasite. And again, In a story like this, a lot of times you'll get the uh, okay. They kicked our ass, but now we're going to work as a team. Yeah. Really, they just keep fighting.
0: Decimates the freaking uh, the whole Justice League because uh, Hal gets knocked out. He's out of power, so his ring like does an emergency protocol, which opens a wormhole back to Oa. and he's getting sucked back in. Flash is running. He's he's, speed force is out of control because Parasite's been sucking on him, you know. And uh, he hits Hal, gets pulled in the wormhole. So right off the bat, Wonder Woman's disappeared, and Hal and Barry are just gone.
1: Yeah, they're in a wormhole, and it's just uh, like I said. It's it's just it was yeah. weird, and then uh, you end up, and you, then you find out that uh, this whole thing that they're doing, even the parasite bit, is all this whole thing is this plan of Infinity Corporation,
4: which and also disappears. You, you know
1: Yeah, a- and then out of nowhere, Cyborg shows oh, yeah. up, and and when he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Cyborg. <laughs> And like all of a sudden, he shows up, and they're they're still fighting. I it's just I really really want to say that this book is great, but it was not, and I'm just I'm not confused. Per no, se. no, neither it's am I. I'm just I'm, confused I, of I'm why. I'm more just confused of what yeah what we're getting at here. Um, I know that Brian Hitch came out and said that he has seven story arcs planned, or all this stuff, and. I just I'm I'm confused of what we're supposed to be getting but like you said at the end they go back to see like what the hell is this infinity corporation and infinity corporation looks like it was never there empty lot and uh, so then they're there and then what do we get we get the uh now
0: the freaking spaceship comes out of the sky and he open arms i'm here to save you all
1: and Superman kind of like oh my god it's so beautiful off he goes and there you go and you get a first issue that I am uh, confused and I was really really looking forward to this issue it was an oversized issue G- which was another thing is why 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 they had everything throwing at you and I said in my notes that it does remind me like I don't mind that it reminds me of a silver Age uh, story where you have 80 million things going on but again I'm not I don't know. Nothing grabbed me to like, man, I, I want to see more of I'm that. i
0: even if there was, there's so many things out there. You get like, you know, what am I going to like gravitate towards? We got Rao, we got this infinity corp. I'm sure they're like, yeah. you know, connected somehow, but this first issue. You know what
1: actually I made, made fun. You know what interests me the most? What? The
0: Aquaman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe because that was so straightforward that I'm like, okay, I understand. Maybe we're just. i get
0: behind that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: But uh, again, it took me so long to read. Um, the art was good. It wasn't
0: great. Um, I don't know.
1: It just seemed very odd. And, and, again, and now I'm saying that when you say that, that,
0: I want everybody to know when it took you so long to read, it's not like, oh my God, I had to actually sit down and read something. He had to read this to get ready for this podcast tonight. So, you know, you want to get ready. Yeah, yeah. This is a long book, so you don't but want again, to waste time. It just,
1: it's a long book, but it, it seemed to drag. Oh, yeah. It, it dragged for me a lot. Too. I was like, huh. I, I like that. I don't know that I think that every. Uh, I didn't think Superman's characterization was on. We said yeah. that already. Batman seemed a little off. I liked Flash and Hal. I think Flash and Hal were good. You didn't get much of Aquaman, but Aquaman was pretty I'm, good. I don't care for uh, Wonder Woman, you didn't get much.
0: Oh, uh, even with that, I don't um, care for Brian Hitch's art. I don't know if he bit off more than he could chew at this, being the, rightest, the, rightest, the writer and the artist. The
1: He's the yeah. rightest.
0: Being the writer and yeah, the artist. Well, but I really did not like the way any of these characters looked except for Flash mm-hmm. and Cyborg.
1: I, I think next next month when you go to write the review instead of written by an art by... writest,
0: rightest. rightest,
1: Brian Hitch. I, I like Brian Hitch, but this, I guess they're, you know, this is his pretty much first story. And, man, they give him the Justice League, and that's a lot to, to grab onto. But I um I wasn't a big no, fan. It was, I, really I, I gave it a
0: 6.5 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I probably would have given it a 6. i put it right there and probably give it a 6. Uh... I hope it gets better because I really want to have fun. Me as well. Uh, my next one, though, I had fun. And this is going to be a fun thing to talk about because we really were not looking forward to this book. And it's Black Canary number 1, written by our arch nemesis, Brendan Fletcher. Art by Annie Wu and uh, colors by Lee Lowridge, who also did Catmine. He's a, he does another one later. He's a hes busy man nowadays, Lee Lowridge. Brendan Fletcher may not love us, Eric, but I like Black Canary. I may even love it. <laughs> Love it hard. Well, I thought I knew what we were going to get. More Batgirl nonsense. Yeah. We get an action-packed rock and roll experience. The band Black Canary is on tour and beating up a crowd at every venue near you. Brendan Fletcher takes the character in a new direction but doesn't forget her past. I am so looking forward to getting to know every member of the band. And after this issue's cliffhanger, we will get to see them kicking major ass. Eric, this was my book of the really? week. We're doing that now. Yeah, it was. This was my favorite
0: book of the week. Um, I want to know something. When, you were in a band. Yes, so I was. So maybe you can explain this to me. Okay. I'm reading this book, which I actually liked, it shocked the shit out of me because I was not looking forward to this at all, but I ended up liking the book. Mm-hmm. From what I got from this is that the band was already called Black Canary when Dinah showed up. Yeah. What is yeah, that about? I that.
1: Well, I think that was just her, the name of the band. I don't know. that. Again, I think coming down, either I saw The Solicitor, it's next week, next month. But coming up, you're going to find out the story of their original lead right. singer. And I have a feeling it's going to tie into things a little more. Like maybe this uh, ex-lead singer was like obsessed with Dinah or uh, obsessed with Buccaneer. I don't know. But yeah, that, I think that's just kind of a, a thing that you're not supposed
0: <laughs> to <think about. laughs> Oh, know, don't worry but,
1: about um, that. Yeah, I, but I, what's great about it to me is that, yeah, Dinah is big, but this band had been a band, yeah. and they're trying their hardest to make it. They're on tour. It looks like they got signed. Some, and Dinah just keeps beating the crap out of every audience member that comes and sees them to a point where um, the venues don't want them anymore. They, yeah. you know, they keep not getting paid because of damages and stuff like that. The only thing that I think that's off on this is that there, if there was really a band like this, and I, you know, you know, Oasis, yeah. they used to beat the crap out of each other, each other, and I heard that was the same with like, um, the Kinks. I think they beat the any any band with with Clash. brothers. The 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 uh, Black Crows did it all the time. They beat the crap. But to me, you would actually have people coming to see you to see what the hell happens next. And they didn't really touch on that. That's here. what I kind of feel like about our podcast. No...
4: What are these yeah, fuckers going to say see. next?
1: It's a train yeah. wreck. It's a Everybody freaking shows train wreck. Your hate speech. But you know what I mean? I wish they would have had a little more of that where the, all of a sudden they were – not only were they um, not getting venues to want them, but the, the wrong crowd was showing up <laughs> as well. But yeah, uh, I'm telling you, though – Dinah likes to beat the crap out of each other, but the people deserve yeah. it. At that one point, I think women were going to get raped. That's what rent. it seemed like to me. And she kicks ass the next thing, they're not getting paid. And then I think that the manager even says, like, buddy, you would have had a big lawsuit. You know, we did you a favor. Um, I did like that, though. And I love the band. Uh, Ditto, the guitar yeah. player, my new favorite character. Really? Maps.
0: Maps I is have gone. a real
1: problem. I just like, I like little...
0: Oh, yeah, why? Because... I want to know what world we live in where a band can just take a child. Now, why is this yeah. kid not in school? This kid obviously needs some kind of help because she doesn't talk. No, Ditto doesn't exactly. talk. So
1: she was probably in some halfway house. She was, she was
0: kidnapped close. by a band and went, like, pulled on the she road. She might
1: have been. And she loves it, Eric. You know what I? You know what I laugh though. They make this whole thing like, how do you make your, your sounds without those crazy with the pedals and switches the, yeah. and that pedals? And it reminds me back in the day, um, Rage Against the Machine would always brag that they don't use any samples and everything you hear we do live. And what? And I used to think you pretentious pricks. <laughs> I freaking hate you guys. Then the next thing I know, I have their greatest Say, what did you phone. download I last week? oh yeah yeah i was listening but again when that happened they were like oh it's like uh back in the day um rem michael stipe used to go i will never lip sync in a video (laughs) next thing you know he's lip syncing everywhere he's in shiny happy people yeah the first one was um he losing my religion i would never uh, losing my religion he's like i would never do a lip sync in a video but the director said it would tie it all together next thing you know he's doing shiny happy people (laughs) stand jumping around like somebody i don't know but, yeah, he's my favorite. Now, the, the, in the meantime, they also have a um, bunch of X-Files-looking guys chasing them, which aren't. And are they, in fact, demonites? Are you no, I am not going to say they're that. They're demonites. Okay, I won't either. They look like they're some sort, sort of, of shadow monsters. You got them a bit at the end of the sneak peek. And you're like, oh, my God. And then they're there, oh, we're going to get... And you find out that they're actually after Ditto. So I'm, I'm guessing that Ditto is not exactly a normal little girl no. anyway. So there's some issues. Ditto might not even be human. I'm
0: in her okay with that.
1: Because she does that crazy stuff with that guitar without them pedals and those switches. <laughs> um the one thing I wonder though, that you don't get uh, any reason why I put this in my thing. You don't get any reason why they would have Dinah as the lead singer. Well, they
0: even talked about kicking her in the beginning of this book.
1: Yeah, and they don't even they don't even seem to know her. And it, I guess if you're going to tell me they don't spell it out, but now that I think of it, I think um she had that band and Burnside.
0: In See, the I Back consider Rumble, this correct? the same band.
1: Yeah, it's not. They said it's definitely a different band. Who said band. Um, uh, Brendan. Oh, well, he Fletcher. didn't say it to me. He said that band's gone. No, he said it in an interview. I, told I you know you told me. Like I, still, I don't the believe podcast. it, though. No, it's not the same band. They don't even know her. These other people were her friends. Nah. Yeah, they got her. She was signed. She was Johnny Bravo. Yeah. They signed her. The rest of the band went and they hooked her up with this right. band. Uh, yeah, it's not that old band. There was no uh, Ditto in that old band. Um, But, yeah, I I don't understand how they would have become a band with her as a lead singer. It just doesn't make much sense. She's got them wicked pipes, yo. And then, of course, it ends with those crazy demons. And, again, they're after Ditto. But uh, Dinah's like, okay... That's it. We're gonna do combat training. It starts tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that's odd is as that bus pulls away, there's those demons are like crawling on the bus. They better get that training done quick. But yeah, I really liked it. I like the the rock star style of it. I think that um, what's her name, Annie Wu, did the Hawkeye book, and she has a pretty specific style. I think it fits this. I think it worked
0: really well. I was very
1: surprised. Yeah, some of it looks kind of like a – like almost like a um, punk rock poster, like a a rock poster type thing that I really liked. Uh, They have like – Brendan. again, we were worried that this was going to be that Batgirl stuff. There was no silly texts. What you got were some interviews and things like that that make complete sense in the book and actually to me made it better because in the one interview – They're asking her questions, asking Dinah questions that pull up the past. I thought that was a clever way to show that, yes, she was married. And, yes, she did have combat training and things like that. And it seems you got the idea that I did that she's only in this band to get money to start a dojo.
0: Yeah, she said that even in the book.
1: It's kind of funny that that's all it is. She just wants money. She wants to train some people, start her dojo again and and stuff like that. But I really liked it. I gave it
0: a 9.5 out of 10. I would have given it an eight, but uh, freaking, I really like the fact like they set this thing up where she's getting ready before the show, and then she walks out on stage and she's got this cloak on, mm-hmm. and that one panel where she throws it off, and you yeah. see each member of the band doing their thing. Yep. It really hyped me up to the fact where I want Warner Brothers to produce a Black Canary album. So I want to know what kind of music this sounds like, you well, know. That
1: was the one thing I even thought to myself like, I wish they would have. Had and they may have we we don't follow without Brendan a single Fletcher. I don't know I, I just think that it'd be cool if uh, Brendan Fletcher's like hey this is the music I was listening to this issue and, and he, not new music just he yeah. might be listening to the Clash and uh, uh, La Freak by Chic <laughs>
4: uh,
1: whatever he's listening to I'd like to know what inspired him that issue or what they you know might do. Uh, yeah. Another thing, you know what I really like, too? They didn't do that stupid thing that we always say that we hate, where they have really bad song lyrics. Right. And they just, they're just, they just there doing their thing. And uh, I did say at the point when those demons attack that uh, Canary fights uh, punk rock style. She gets them with the little uh, the mic.
3: The mic the She does the
1: scream. Yeah, she's doing the Roger Daltrey mic swing <laughs> right upside the head. Uh, yes, but yeah, I really liked it. You said Yeah, you I, I, was, I was
0: surprised that I liked it as well, because yeah. I did not expect it going in.
1: Yep, I told you, I said I really liked it, and you're like, oh, I know that you were, like, pish-poshing it.
0: Sure, I thought it was going to be another Batgirl. I was wrong. Yeah,
1: now, the next issue, I'm just going to say right off the bat, that I was a little disappointed with.
0: Yeah, bit. uh, that issue is Martian Manhunter number one, written by Rob Williams, with art by Eddie Byros, Eber Ferreira, and Gabe L tabe it looks like we're all screwed as terrorist attacks go off all over the world, and Martian Manhunter wishes for death as he gets a little insight into the la- into the last Martian. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I fucked this all up. As we get a little insight into the last Martian, when we find out that he was created to be a weapon. Like, I don't know if this if he's saying that, like, he was never, like, there were never any green Martians anymore. It was just old. Like, I'm saying, you know how the old continuity was? He's the last of his kind of the green Martians? Yep. Um, but it's... I get the idea that they're just white Martians on Mars and they created John to infiltrate Earth and he just lost his way and became a hero at one point. Yeah. And uh, and he's, he becomes like um, all-Iron Giant, like you know what I'm saying? When he comes to Earth and just forgets who he is.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: With this new revelation, our favorite Martian just wishes for death. <laughs> yeah. It's... That's, that's weird because we got Martian Manhunter number one. A lot of people have been screaming for this book, kind of like Cyborg when that's finally going to be released. And we have this issue come out, and it's very Manhunter-like to me. And at the end, we just have Martian Manhunter say, Would somebody please kill me? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it was an odd. Uh, this is
0: a horror comic. To a degree. I don't, it scared I don't think horror, me. Oh, jeez. It scared me. And the yeah. thing is, um, I reviewed this book on Thursday, I guess. Was it Thursday?
1: Yeah, I think Thursday? it was, yeah, Thursday. Yeah.
0: And I don't think I put it anywhere in my review, because we had this whole bit in the book with this character that, like, it starts the story, it ends the story with Mr. Biscuits.
1: Yeah, Mr. Biscuits.
0: This alien Jiminy Cri- Cricket-dressed motherfucker <laughs> is sitting there, these kids bring him biscuits, and he, like, you know, he has a sign hanging around his neck. Mr. Biscuits, don't wake in ca- like, I'll only wake in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd start to a book. And this little girl goes up, and, like, she's braver than the rest, and they give him his biscuits. And he's like, are you good? He's like, I don't know. And it only dawned on me the next morning in the show. I'm like, this is the beginning of Martian Manhunter. Yeah. It never dawned on me when reading this. I thought, I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I don't like Mr. Biscuits. Mr. Biscuits is Martian Manhunter. Come on. Wow. You like? No, you don't like Martian Manhunter.
1: No, I'm not a big Martian Manhunter fan. So going into this book, I just went with what it was. And I, I liked it enough. I was just disappointed because that sneak peek was so good. Um, and this, again, it was a little odd and it, it seems to be pointing that this is gonna be a pretty slow like I yeah, said feels a slow burn story that you're gonna learn a little more each time and get to it. But I did it's very moody. Like I said, the, the horror part, when he goes into the plane to save the, the crashing plane and right. that person turns to him like, You and your crazy superhero tights and whatever <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. But yeah, um, You scare easy. Yeah. I like Rob Williams.
3: Yeah, he's great. Uh, he
1: did, I said, he did the Royals, that Masters of War for Vertigo, which was one of my favorite books uh, last year, 2014. And I really like his writing, and he's definitely in for, like, the long haul here. Oh, yeah. He's not, This wasn't one of those issues that you jump in and you're, like, wowed right off the bat. It's more of a, um, like, a, not a setting. It's more of a mood. Right. Setting and again you don't know what's going on. Like you said, uh, is he, you're wondering what type of why is he a weapon? What does that mean? What is he doing? And you know they're basically saying like, hey, we sent you to Earth, uh, to pretend oh. that you were good. And now it's time. You know that it seems like they. What is it? What is the um? What is the event they claim is coming? The
0: epiphany. The
1: epiphany. So yeah, the epiphany's here. Everybody seems to know it. There's saying that, that crazy ass crippled kid who strangled his mom scared the crap out of me that guy
0: that's the funniest part though because like this is setting up all these supporting characters which i really like but uh agent wessel who is uh went to go investigate the strangulation was a little bit over the top for me because okay he's an fbi agent and we have to know that he's Fox Mulder. So the way Fred Williams does it is he has him walking to the crime scene, talking about conspiracy theories. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's a little on the nose there, yeah, but
1: he wants he uh, that crazy thing with the coffee, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. But then they, yeah, then the, the funny thing is, is they're there. They look like they're FBI, whatever they are, and it takes them that long to go, hey, wait a minute, this kid couldn't have strangled his mommy's cripple. He yeah. can't move, and then they go in, and of course he freaking his eyes start glowing. He starts talking crazy. He knows the guy's name. He oh my goodness
0: predicts a terrorist attack a few seconds later. Uh,
1: yeah, he's he's a crazy shit's little going kid.
0: down. But that's the thing is we get more supportive cast in this book than we do of actual Martian Manhunter.
1: Yeah, that's the the one thing that I thought uh, was my biggest dislike for this book.
0: Actually, I kind of dug don't
1: it. Get, I, I don't know. I wanted he, more Martian Manhunter. That's, That's surprising to me since you don't like him. Well, I don't like him, but I'm reading a book called Martian Manhunter. I want to <laughs> know more. I want to at least see him more. Um, yeah, and even when it, it it was pretty realistic though, when he tries to save the plane, they go down and he's like all oh, knocked to crap. And the oh, yeah. kid goes and he's like, Hey, kid, uh,
0: that monster. Yeah,
3: he, he crashed away. the
0: plane. Yeah, he runs away screaming. But uh, it's funny to me because we go from that Mr. Biscuit's part in the beginning to. Uh, some looks like inner monologue at first for Martian Manhunter when he goes to save the plane, but then we find out he's doing a psychic broadcast anybody who can, you know, hear him or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we jump to the, and the, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, because every time we have Martian Manhunter, he has to say, even in a psychic broadcast, I am Martian Manhunter, the last of my kind. Yeah, yeah. We know, John. Get yeah. the hell over it. They're we like, need something oh, new to talk that, about.
1: That's just his call sign. That's like a CB <laughs> handle. <laughs> <laughs> i'm spoon james he's martian manhunter last of his kind that's what he goes on as At, twitter
0: but i wanted to get into where the justice league's on the watchtower they're picking up this transmission and they're here that this plane's in trouble terrorist attacks all over the world yeah. and they're Man, Martian Manor sounds weird. Yeah. Help him already, motherfuckers! Yeah, they're
1: just sitting there. They're like, "Ooh, yeah, I got this plane going down," and yeah. But yeah, he calls them psychically, and they all hear it, and they're all weirded out. Just, they're,
0: they're just standing around. Yeah, Man, the, he sounds off today. Weird thing
1: is, um, it was weird seeing Superman in the t-shirt on really? the Watchtower. Yeah, it just seemed odd to me because yeah. this isn't the depowered Superman because Batman's alive. So it just seemed weird to me to see. Oh, you know him.
0: what? That didn't. No, Batman
1: wasn't there. Yeah, Batman's on the screen. They're talking to all the Justice League. They're like, call them all together. And there's Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, Shazam, and Green Lantern on the screen. So I don't think they're just having Batman's picture there just because they miss him. In memoriam. Yeah, it just seemed odd because there he is. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like in the current deal. He's got the, the thing on. The T-shirt, and then they show, and he's got, look, he's got the jeans and the T-shirt. Right. But, yeah, there's Batman on the screen, and I'm like, yeah, that seems a little off. I don't know. And then you get that weird side story with the girl j- breaking into the, the apartment thing. In, uh, yeah,
0: I wasn't even going to mention that. It was yeah, so, in like, Dubai. yeah uh, Yeah,
1: that, again, that's, like, a weird thing that's going to tie back later. That's a little more horror. There's some slashing going on
0: and stuff. But, and then we got this NASA lady at the end, uh, Helen Demoff. Um, who Marsha Manners goes up and says, Helen DeMoff, like, we're supposed to know her. I want you to kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was odd. But Um, I I love the art in this book. Yeah, the art was awesome.
1: Yeah, the art was really good.
0: Especially when Jean turned into a goddamn dragon and to grab a hold of the plane, like, you know, put it to safety.
1: Yeah, that was really good. But yeah, he's like, I want you to help me. Help me kill myself. (laughs) Called dr kevorkian
0: it was it was seriously an odd first issue though but I, i'm saying i enjoyed it for what it was i can't wait to get into the next issue because yeah. i trust rob williams yeah 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 i like him but i'm saying i don't have much else to say about this i got i gave it a 7.8 out of 10
1: yeah, i think i would have given it a seven uh you know i didn't i i said i was disappointed i was only disappointed because i love that preview
0: oh yeah it was excellent it's one of the best previews yeah i really enjoyed that um i'm
1: gonna ask you something eric yeah what who would you consider to be a Southern bastard? Do you know anybody that you would say, hey, that's a Southern bastard?
0: No, I can't say I do.
1: <laughs> like Miley Cyrus, you think she's?
0: Are women considered bastards?
1: Well, I you could. I'm just saying, maybe bastard as in just jerk. You know, we're going with that. Or uh, what's her dad? Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. He's Southern no, he, bastard. No, he's
0: a nice guy. He he has the
1: mullet. Well, the next book uh, on Ryan Clark's other side segment, he is going to do Southern bastard. Um, which is going to be Southern Bastards number nine. Uh, it's an image comics book by Jason Aaron and uh, art by or art by Jason Latour. And I'm. Uh, Do you ever read any of the Southern Bastards?
0: Books? I've never even heard of it
1: before. Um, it's it's a big book. It actually when we were at work today and at break I looked to see what Ryan was doing and then looked and saw that it was actually optioned for either a TV show I believe a TV show today. So it's a weird thing when I. Asked Ryan if he had heard that. He said I, he certainly did, and he's gonna put it in his review. Um, but today I looked up before the podcast, eight people have reviewed this book, Eric. An average of a nine six. Holy shit. And in fact, it's on issue nine, and the average for the whole series is like a nine one. That's uh hell it's, of a series uh I did, people Eric. love it. I, I have not read it personally. I've heard of it. I've heard people talk about it on other podcasts and stuff. Um, this is something that he Ryan is going to do because Reggie suggested it. Reggie must be a big fan of it. And uh, he's going to review it, and we'll see what he thinks.
0: All right, let's check it out. All right,
1: take it away, Ryan.
2: Hello, and welcome to another weekly edition of The Other Side, your place for non-DC comics comics reviews on the All DC, Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Though, if their website has been... Accurate these last couple of weeks, they are starting to branch out into new and unique territories and even going so far as to review Puppet Master comics, but that's here, no there, so let's get down to the business at hand. I am, as always, your host Ryan, brightest daycare Clark, and I come to you this week with Southern Bastards, issue number nine by Jason Aaron and Jason Latour from Image Comics. And I gotta say, it's just plain fun to say the title of this series, so I'll most likely be talking about this book more, just because it's a lot of fun to say Southern Bastards a lot. Uh, but this book is fantastic. It's dark, gritty, and is a series that's basically the, the messed up love child of Varsity Blues and Walking Tall, which I have said before, and I think it's a pretty apt uh, description of it, and then after it kind of takes that 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 germ, that little beginning of a story, it just goes completely off the rails. The first arc dealt with um, Earl Tubb, who's a man returning to his old hometown where he hasn't been in 30 years, and his uh, sort of inevitable fight against the drug lord slash crime boss slash football coach named Coach Boss, who is basically like John Voigt from Varsity Blues, only somehow a lot worse. The second arc, uh, after a lot of seriously messed up stuff goes down in the finale of that first uh, first story, goes back in time more and follows a young Coach Boss, uh, then known uh, by his real name, Ulyss Boss, who's a scrawny, nothing-of-a-boy from the wrong side of town with a loser for a father and not any real-life prospects until he, like the prodigal son Rudy Rudiger for the Fighting Irish from the film Rudy, pulls himself up by his bootstraps and his indomitable will to make something of himself and turns himself into a great football player. The second arc of this time with... Young Eulis ends with a major gut punch coming at the end of that story and spilling over back into the current timeline, which is where this issue picks up. We see the fallout from Coach Big, who is Coach Boss's only friend and mentor from when he was young. And here's a big spoiler here, so don't don't listen any further if you want to read more on about this story. Haven't heard anything yet, but spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Coach Big kills himself in his office and leaves a note for Coach Boss that simply reads, It ain't worth the blood. And it's worth the blood is what young Ulysses' mantra was towards his his indomitable will to become a great football player, that any price was worth paying and that it was worth the blood. Um, the issue spends a lot of time uh, from the perspective of Sheriff Hardy, who's a player that Coach Boss had, had, had seen over years before and who's been caught up in all the terrible machinations that Coach Boss set into motion so that he himself could be the ultimate power and the, the pinnacle of, of strength in Crock County. Uh, The story in this issue of how Coach Boss had Hardy quote-unquote injured to end his high school career so that Hardy couldn't go on to play college football like Ulysses had been blackballed by his coach when he was young was a really, really dark and harrowing moment from a really dark series. So that should tell you something. This is darker than dark. This is blacker than the blackest black. It goes deep. To see the players that were considered to be most loyal to Coach Boss carrying out this sort of mafia-style hit to injure a teammate so that he could no longer play was really disturbing. Uh, you know, coming from someone who played high school football, and had that sort of camaraderie and and you know family mentality with his teammates. It really, you know, hit me really hard to see something like that because it it truly felt like the ultimate betrayal. Along that, uh, with that, not to mention the, the through line for Hardy's story is that he's a a man who peaked in his teens and has nothing and no one to call his own that he values in the least. It was a, a just depressingly sad tale, a loss for Hardy, but it's really hopeful that this is foreshadowing things to come involving Sheriff Hardy and possibly a female character who was briefly shown in some of the previous issues possibly coming together uh, since the, the overarching theme of this this third arc is homecomings. Maybe this will sort of bring the two of them together and maybe possibly spell some some turn for the worse for Coach Boss, or possibly mean some comeuppance for him, because Coach Boss is a capital letter in every letter of the word bastard. He is, in fact, THE Southern Bastard. Heck, maybe that's even where the name of this book comes from. This series has been great. And I'm far from the only person to think so. Uh, this nine-issue story has already been optioned for TV by executives from FX, which still isn't as fast as the TV executives scooped up Robert Kirkman's Outcast series, which is also really great, by the way, and you should go pick it up, go read it now. But that was one issue, as opposed to this paltry and an almost second-hand thought of a nine-hole-issue wait to option a property. But um, from, from that, the news that we had seen from the, the FX optioning uh, announcement was that both uh, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour will be executive producers on the series, and they will write the adaptation of the series together. This book has really been a great read so far, and in nine issues, it's really just further proof that Image is putting out great creator-owned works. Uh, this book has been, to really stretch the, the definition of the word, fun. It's it's not a, a happy and fun book, and it's not capes and masks and punch fights and, and superhero quips and Spider-Man one-liners and... and webby thwips, but it's, it's an engaging and interesting and a really unique read. And, uh, the first two volumes are out and I definitely urge anyone who's at all interested to go out and pick up those first two trades because this book after such a short time is, is big and only getting bigger. And, uh, That'll be, be it for me for, for this week. And as always, I post my written reviews at brightestdaycare.tumblr.com. I'll be putting up a longer written review for Southern Bastards. Probably hold off till after this episode goes up for you to read. You can tweet uh, at me. I am at BDCComics on Twitter. And I have Brightest Daycare pages on both, both Facebook and Google+. And until next time, I will see you on the other side. It to A where I All right,
1: and that's Ryan Clark's Other Side. He's coming from the other side, Eric. He's like what? Miss Cleo. Which other side? Uh, the other side of the pillow. The cool side of the pillow. That's, well, where, that's where everybody wants to from. be. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other side. Ah, uh, yes. And we're going to start off this section of books with one that we both were wary of.
0: Yes. And one of us liked
1: a little better than the other.
0: Because they're crazy. Dr. Fate, number one, written by Paul Levitz, with art by Sonny Liu, with and Lee Lofridge. There he is again. Lee Lofridge. He is very busy this week. It's time for an all-new, all-different Dr. Fate, but that apparently means just taking the first name of the Earth-2 Doc Fate and adding the last name of the Golden Age one and giving him a cell phone.
1: That's like the Amalgam.
0: Kind of like the Amalgam, just not cool. Yeah. (laughs) Jarek. No, no, not like that. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's right, everyone. We got another book that wants to be young and hip instead of uh, creating character development. Anubis wants mankind to suffer because we're all a bunch of dicks, and it's up to a young Khalid to take on the Helm of Fate and save us all. But after reading this issue, I kind of hope Anubis wins. Motherfucking Dr. Fate in a hoodie. Yeah, he's in a hoodie. I love the Earth 2. I love the Earth 2 Dr. Fate. I thought he looked badass. It was a cool reimagining of him. The colors in the Earth 2 book look great for him. And here we just have a helmet an amulet and hoodie and jeans and i'm like you know what they're not trying why do do i gotta try yeah um
1: yeah (laughs) i told you though i laughed because paul levitts is an old fella and like i um i i think i forget who it was on the site was like oh here we go with the texting again but then i thought also with the hoodie it's like what are them sweatshirts with those hoods on them what do they call them Uh, hoodies Paul. paul paul they're called hoodies yeah yeah put those in them kids like those (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know and this uh, i i'll have to admit we're supposed to read this book you review it so it's yeah. not that bad for me to admit that page where he's texting back and forth with his with his girlfriend
0: fucking nonsense i
1: was out i read a, i read enough to kind of get the concept but man first off it's very small everything's like that panel i, I couldn't take it i was like oh god this is what i don't like
0: um I'm saying the only point for this is to let us know that he has a girlfriend in case you didn't read the sneak peek, but you don't care anything about her. And then he gets called by his mom who yells at him for saying BS yeah, to he her says BS. and to come home. And then she sees the goddamn cat Puck who then like two pages later, we see magically across town yeah, talking the I freaking decadence. it decally. really is
1: magically. But... It might
0: be magical. It's Dr. Fate. So, but I, I it just is bad storytelling because I didn't care about any of these characters at the end of the book.
1: I got the idea that if his dad wasn't driving that cab, he'd be becoming a new doctor yet it <laughs> <laughs> just first up this cab driving dad mohammed it, 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 just seems so it seems racist to me he's i don't I, I, I even put in my notes i said you know what what's next he's going to open a 711 near your house eric It just seemed off to me. It seemed racist. There's that awful... uh... I think that's
0: just you at this point. No, I'm saying it's
1: like, of course, he can't be, you know, he's a guy from Egypt in the country. He can't actually work at a desk job. There he is in the cab. And the guy's awful to him. He's like, "Get me to the airport." Well, it's raining, sir. I mean, it's not just raining. It looks like Noah's gonna, you know, float by any well, that's moment. the whole point. Yeah. And this guy's pissed that he can't get him to the to the airport quick enough. Number one, do, do you think the storm is really bad? Yes. That plane's not taking off. No, that, that he should know that they'd have the, the radio on, or if, you know, Muhammad might call you even call ahead. Hey, you know what? No, all planes are canceled. So guys, shut your mouth and go home. It's so annoying. You don't know the way. Well, you know, sir, that the airport is is made on a, a swamp, Marsh, so it's yeah. gonna it's gonna flood. I don't need your horrible talker. And then he gets in the crash. <laughs> you claim the guy's being a, a, no,
0: no. What's during the break, during Ryan's segment, I went back and looked, and I think you're correct in this. Because yeah. uh, Mohammed's driving this guy to uh, JFK, yeah. and because Khalid took on the helm of fate, Anubis is going to get even with him by hurting his dad. He makes a tree fall down in the cab, and then the guy gets out and unscathed and says, I guess you should have stayed in Egypt, buddy.
1: Like a dick.
0: Yeah, and that guy was just a dick. I that, have to side with you on yeah, this that now. That guy,
1: I would it have made it any bit worse? Because he's all he should have stolen Mohammed's wallet. <laughs> and took off with it. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm, he again, didn't I'm yelling that. about Honestly,
0: this. I'm surprised you didn't say, I could buy and sell you every day, buddy, and I shit know. like that, he you was, know? He
1: was an awful person. And again, maybe it's that's the point where you're like, okay, Anubis wants to get, and you're like, maybe he should win because these people are awful. Uh, But but Khalid is going to be a good guy. I don't mind Khalid get, as Dr. As... Fate. I don't mind it. it. It... I know I hate the texting and I'm yelling about it, but I like the fresh take on it. I would like to see him struggling with uh with uh, med school and try to do this, but I don't like the concept that they keep like they keep mentioning it. The dialogue to me is so clunky in this, and it's like uh yeah. you're gonna do this healer. He's like I'm in med school and I can't even put on a band aid. It's just everything seemed
0: forced and off. I'm sorry, I agree with the forced dialogue bit, but. And I know I said that, like, that texting bit was a way to, like, you know, bridge the – if you didn't read the uh, sneak peek.
4: Yeah.
0: But if you didn't read that sneak peek, you are fucked because there was no story to this. You, they just throw you right in and there's Khalid, like, being offered the helm of fate. Like, I'll break this entire story down right here. Um we had Khalid, you know, offered the helmet, and then he runs away. He stops the train with magic, and then he follows a talking cat back to the museum where he accepts the helmet. The end.
1: Yeah, and the weird thing is, is if you read the sneak peek, you know that that's his cat. Yeah. And you know, but all of a sudden, it was weird that out of nowhere, like, that's the other force thing. It was always like, man, I must be tripping. And then yeah, I must like... be hallucinating. I must be on drugs. Who yeah, dosed me with yeah, acid? Yeah, he keeps saying that. And you're like, man, why is he, like, it's weird. He's talking to his cat, then. His cat is talking to him. Never really makes any sort of mention. He just, oh, I must be tripping. <laughs> but, yeah, he'll just talk to the cat. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind it, though. I Again, I w- not that we're done talking about it. I don't know if you are. But I would have given it about a 7 out of 10. Uh, really? It was what I would have given it. I actually liked the art. To a point, I don't – I wasn't as upset with the art as I thought I would be. Again, I just – I don't know. I don't kinda, care. It had some sort of um, personality to me that I kind of liked and I, I want to know more.
0: I it's, don't. I don't care about any of these motherfucking characters at all. Like, did, do you remember the Nickelodeon cartoon, Doug? yeah yeah Khalid looks like Doug with drawn in hair i was expecting do, 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 do uh
1: i didn't uh, that was more of because how why you know it that's like my oldest son he used to watch it i didn't watch doug uh my my one son did and yeah he's a little bit younger than you you were probably like 20 when you were watching doug
0: no probably when he was watching it was the redone yeah. one for ABC. maybe I don't remember uh yes was he also watching red and Stimpy no, no. Okay, because that was the original run with Rugrats, Brendan running, running Stimpy, and Doug no, no. on Nickelodeon. i watching that. Uh, but yes. no, I, I'm saying I did, did not like the art. I did not care for the story. I gave this a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, you were harsh.
1: Uh, like I said, I probably would have given it a 7 only because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing where it goes. I like the new take of it, but yeah, I, there was and, a lot of things I, I found wrong with it.
0: I want Anubis to win. Yeah,
1: well... The next book, I was disappointed with myself. I don't know. I have not talked at all with you about it, except I've told you what I thought. Now you have read it, but that's Doom number 1, written by Scott Liddell, with art by Javier Fernandez and Ulysses Ariola. Ulysses Ariola. After not knowing what to expect from this book, Scott Liddell won me over with last month's sneak peek, and while it still feels like DC's answer to Spider-Man, I wish this first issue gave us more. We see a little bit of Doomed I guess that's what we're calling it, right?
0: The monster doomed. I guess it's an odd name.
1: Uh, yeah, but this is more of a pre origin story. Well, I already liked Riser. Ry- or Riser. What are you going with there? I'd,
0: I'd say Riser, like Paul Riser. Okay, Riser. Riser.
1: Awful like name. Riser. Awful yeah. name. And his aunt. Almost everything else in this, li- in, in this book and in his life feels forced to me. We are left wondering what caused him to turn into doomed. But at least we get to see that the monster inside him is a bigger cock blocker than Chris Hansen,
4: Eric.
1: <laughs> that was my joke, I told you. <laughs> that was it,
4: good.
1: That was, it was a bad ending for him. I don't know. I didn't mind it that much. But, man, he was about to get busy. But um, Riser is very likable to me. I like him just seeing him. He's all energetic when he's jumping off the subway. And, hey, yeah, he's going to go help his aunt and his yeah,
0: dog. he's a peppy guy. He the like optimism in Yeah, life.
1: I like that um no you don't no I'm saying I like seeing him I don't <laughs> like it myself but yeah I, I like him I like him as a character though in this book I, I again that sneak peek was so good yeah um this issue fell flat for me because you don't get much just like you said with uh, Dr. Fate you yeah. get that he goes to Star Labs he's going to be an intern at Star Labs
0: yeah he's he all happy there. about it
1: he gets there now I'm telling you, Star Labs seems to have the worst, like, lack security or whatever. Because they're like, okay, your first day, you're going to clean up this thing. Just come back later and let yourself in.
3: Yeah. It
1: seems so odd that they leave these two kids who are interns with barely any supervision. The, the guy told them basically what you're going to do. Eh, yeah, put your hazmat suit on when you're going in there. they got to clean up this gook that they don't know. There's He's there. He's Mr. Optimism, like you said. And he's with uh, Jane. The girl he's paired with, Negative she, Nancy. she's Negative Nancy, and you even messaged me. It's like us. You're Mr. Positive. I hate her.
0: Exactly. Um, they, they get this shit job, and she's all pissed off. He's like, yeah. hey, you know what? We're doing something yeah, with
1: it. Yeah. Uh, the thing that makes me laugh about it, though, is that Riser is as bad as you. He's a dummy. Oh he's my cleaning gosh, up he's the shit dummy. and takes off his uh, – do you consider that a hat? What do you call that in a hazmat suit? Well, uh, it's I not a helmet.
0: I- it's, a, it's his mask mask. Uh,
1: it's not even you know what I mean? I'm, I'm writing this in my notes today. I'm like, what is the top part that covers your head in a hazmat suit? It's kind of like a I don't know, but we'll go mask. All right. <laughs> but it covers everything. It's weird. Yeah. I just don't know the technical term for that. But uh, he takes that off. Why would he ever do that?
0: Because he's an idiot, apparently. He's
1: an idiot, and he has no supervision. They just let him <laughs> in there. I, I don't know. I get the idea that they didn't like those two, and they wanted him dead, but why would they accept him as an intern?
0: Maybe they were actually part of an experiment, and they didn't know it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This is part of what I, I was
1: getting at, that I don't know that maybe they're doing something there, that they have tagged him as somebody who could deal with this. I don't know. But did you like the part when they're going through Star Labs on the tour, and he's like, I, I'm so awestruck by this i don't even know what's going and they're going through each room and all you get is blah 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 from the the professor or whatever yeah i did did, did. i I liked liked it a lot i thought that was so good it's so good a way to show that he just was not even paying attention because everything was he was so awestruck i thought that was great
0: i was Um, a little disappointed though because um we had talked i hadn't read it yet you were telling me about the book mm -hmm. and how he wasn't positive and how he became this doomed character and you were just yeah. telling me all the different stuff going on. I'm thinking to myself, oh, that'd be great if they didn't really explain it. You know, they had all these different yeah. situations where he could have. But by the end, it is pretty much just him taking off his goddamn hazmat suit in yeah, that room, I in know. my opinion. I don't that's, know a, because, that's all I get.
1: Well, the problem is, is they're the only reason they're showing Superman being their neighbor is because of that. There'd be no reason to show him as their neighbor. I know, but
0: I didn't even get the idea that it could have been like he was infected by Superman right there. I don't know. It just didn't seem like that. Like
1: I said, this is, uh, you know, you would guess that this is right after the Doom story and Superman was infected. And that was before anybody knew that Clark Kent was Superman. So he, you know, he's just walking around infected, all infected. But yeah, I actually, what I think is it's a combination. I think that he... Got a little bit of that doom virus and whatever was in that room is going to go. And that's why his roommates weren't infected by Superman, because you would say if he's Doom, then everybody else would from Clark. I think it's going to be a combo. I think that something in that room did something to him as well as having that bit of the virus from Clark around. But like we said, maybe it's going to end up that he there actually gave it to him on purpose.
0: Right, I don't and, know. I've, that's a, again, that's though, one thing. I was really a, hoping that it was just all these options and you yeah. never actually knew it. Well, going. It, it kind been of been reminds cool. me, and, um, remember the movie Silver Bullet with Corey Haim and Gary Busey? Yeah, yeah. Freaking, um, the preacher who was the werewolf in that movie had no idea how he became the werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love again, that aspect.
1: I think that they're going with that. I think Scott Liddell's going to go with that. And I think that you're going to get a bunch of different things like that next week even. But yeah, I I really wanted to see more... I don't know what. I want it more story. I want it more of him turning into doomed and dealing with that, which we'll get. But it's just weird. Agreed. You get it at the beginning. He's doomed. He's like, oh, I don't know how I got here. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm this monster. And then you go back and you see him Yeah, in we have a lab. day in the
0: life of it's Riser. Life. Really it's a day in the life. I dug it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't really like it as much.
0: I think you would. I think you do like it. It's just that you want more, and that's what a yeah. good comic would do. But again, I, I want even more. put
1: this... Um, that whole thing with the roommates was so much filler. Uh, to me, the story was short three pages, so they threw that in. It was nonsense. It didn't even make sense. I didn't even. Who were? How I thought many, it was fun. How many roommates does he have? He has
0: three. No, I mean two, yeah. including him, yeah, and and I'm the other one just left.
1: Half the thing is you don't even. What are their names? Who fucking knows? Because they're no the idea. most throwaway characters.
0: What I know about the roommates is that that one dude really likes his V-neck shirts. Holy yeah. shit, was that thing a deep V. Yeah,
1: he liked the deep V. It was like the, the V-neck sweaters they used to have. You'd <laughs> wear it without a shirt underneath. I'm just saying, I don't get... I didn't even get any, like, chemistry between, like, are these roommates Yeah, I know he just moved into town. Like, how I don't understand how he hooked up with these guys and craigslist yeah yeah, maybe but i didn't even get like they they weren't friends they're doing this and they're they're doing this um they're trying to find another roommate and i'm telling you there's three dudes that that clarice the girl they'd be right in they she would be living with them within seconds but they throw she's a writer there you get the um what's his name you get like a bunch of puppeteer yeah you get the puppeteer you get a woman who looks like a zombie you get a guy who looks like he might have been Corey Haim. Like he was big. What does he say? I, I was big, I was in, big the, in the 90s, Yeah, was, I was big in the 90s. He's that freaking ridiculous. And a girl is like, hey, I'm a writer. I'm writing a book. No, we don't like any of you. She's a writer, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on Tumblr and rip her apart now. Um, but then they're going, and he sees this Clarice later. And she's like, hey, she's a whore, Eric
0: yes I, I, she is a whore why isn't she living in that apartment with her because I'm, she's she's a squatter and a whore the best part is i'm reading this and it actually reminded me of my early 20s when i go out to the bars. and show that i used to just like you know get into a car and just go with strangers and shit we'd end up in weird places like this yeah
1: there was no and, bar. You know, she was just walking down the street he's like hey it's yeah, right it. like hey come up with me in my apartment i don't own and it's this, yeah. it's this apartment that they're showing off. I don't know that that would actually have running water in that mm-hmm. apartment. But she takes a shower and uh, basically... No, you... it would. It just seems like I, I don't know that a lot of those funky apartments... When I, was,
0: when I moved to Ponsonville when I was a kid, I, like, there was only bad kids around when I moved there. So I became one of bad kids when I first started smoking and shit like yeah. that. Running around. But across the way from my house... They had this new development being built, and they were all these freaking, you know, like, uh, what are we calling them, like model homes or whatever? Yeah, yeah, You know, just sample homes. Yeah. And we would break into them at night, and they had electricity, running water. It was a perfect place to have a party. Yeah,
1: it would be weird. How old were you then? Eleven. Okay, you're partying it up. Yeah. Uh, I just, again, she's a whole. I just, I, I want it more. I, I thought a lot of this book was just filler for a first issue. If I was just going in this, I didn't read the preview and I read this as my first in, I would have been just like, what the hell's going on? And not even just confused, but man, not really anything intrigued me. Right. Nothing except maybe saying, hey, I want to see how he got to be doomed. Um, but again, yeah, I'm telling you, you run into a big problem with not being able to name his monster self except doomed, which yeah. is ridiculous. And he's, he's, he doesn't have a catchy name. And they just call him Peter.
0: I <laughs> want to say that there's a subtext to this story. It's all about sexual, like, uh, like who, realizing who you are sexually because uh, once gosh. he has an idea, he turns into a monster. Yeah. He, so this guy is secretly a rapist is what we're saying. He's trying to fight this oh, urge geez. within him.
1: I actually uh, thought that when he – because he gets all horned up. Yeah. And he turns into Doom, and I was waiting for him to say, like, I don't usually turn into this hideous monster so quickly, but you're so pretty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a uh, premature monster ejaculate. I don't know what he is, but it's so odd. She comes out, and she's like, holy crap. Uh, Just, I, I don't know. I was very disappointed. I gave it a seven, so I didn't think it was awful. I just, this issue... Did nothing I wouldn't but...
0: know what Riser was doing laying on the bed. Once she went in to take a shower when he or she took him there, know. he's he was, in.
1: He was just being odd. He's laying on the bed with his hands beyond his head, sitting there ready. Pants Bullshit. start starting to buckle <laughs> his pants.
0: <laughs> that would have been my opening move. Go in. Oh. Okay, you're going to the bathroom, and done.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think that, you know, he starts out, it would have been a funny thing. He starts on um, doing his pants, and she's like washing her hair. Hey, are you out there? Yeah, my boyfriend's going to be here in a minute. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get those pants back on, buddy. Uh, but Yeah, she was a whore, Eric. That's what yes. I learned from that, that Clarice. Do you think Clarice is going to be continued in this book, or just there? Because I think Jane will. Uh, he's probably going to team up with that Jane from Star Labs. Um, as, like, that's who he's going to tell all about this Doom, because he's going to try to figure it out, and they'll figure it out together.
0: I think it's going to be both of them going to continue in this book. You think Clarice will as well? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I say, what did you give this book? A seven. Seven. See, I liked the book, but like I said, there, there wasn't enough to blow me away, mm. I would say, seven five, but yeah. I still enjoyed the book a lot.
1: No, and I'm saying what uh, upset me was I am less excited for this book going forward than I was after reading that preview. Right. But
0: that's all. I'm say. as excited. I think it's yeah, gonna be a good time. I hope. And our next book is Robin, Son of Batman, number one, written by Patrick Gleason with art by Patrick Gleason, Mick Gray and John Cleese. Patty G. Patty G. Oh, no, Patty Glee. Patty
1: Glee. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Don't worry, all you sad sacks. Batman isn't dead in this timeline, but don't get your hopes up either because you won't find him here. Damien is solo, and Bruce is a terrible parent because Damien returns to Al Ghul Island to find his pet monster, Goliath, has gone missing and is getting him back. And after getting him back, decides that he's going to atone for his year of blood that Roz and Talia forced him to do before his time as Robin. I don't know how you go about righting the wrongs of killing folk, but I'm sure interested to find out. Now, we started this out, like, before we started, we talked about a little bit about the books. And you didn't like this book, which... I think might be due because I had to read this book twice to really understand it. Because I think the the pacing was a little off because it went back and forth in time. It was time. some
1: bad pacing.
0: And then we had that nightmare scene, which kind of like felt like we were back in time for a second too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I I just I thought there was it was confusing. Um, I had a hard time just, it it was a slow read for me. I, it wasn't, though the beginning was awesome. The beginning right until he's like, I'm Robin, son of Batman. That felt like just a pure action movie.
4: Yeah. It's like
1: the beginning of an action movie where you have that, you know, that intro scene where shit's going on. It was cold open. Yeah. It was, that was great. Um, I don't know. I just... I had issues, even just the whole thing with Goliath, I just, nothing, I don't know, it just didn't grab me as much as I thought it, I'm saying this all night, but uh, I will do a little impersonation, because I think it was Reggie who mentioned that The Weapon of Goliath was like
0: uh, from Damien yeah.
1: Goliath, hello Damien, exactly. hello
0: Damien, no, hello Damien, that's my I don't know about that Damien. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and, and in the end, did it not just turn into they call me Earl? Because he's going to go back and, like, he wants to get his karma better. My
0: name is Earl. My, my name, name is
1: Earl. Is Ro. See, I didn't even watch that. I know you were a fan. But that's what it ended up uh, reminding me of. That that's all it is, is he's going to go back and right the wrongs of his past and try to get his karma better. Kind of like Quantum Leap? No, he's not trying to leap home. But, yeah, <laughs> again, I just, there was nothing, I love the art, the, but it's it's basically Batman and Robin art. It's, obviously, it's Patrick Gleason, But I don't, I I. It just seemed wrong to me. And, yeah, the weird thing is they have the thing where it's like, hey, uh, Batman leaves them a note. Going out alone tonight, even the son of Batman needs a mandatory night off. It's a bitter pill, but Alfred's Sunday should make it easier to swallow and enjoy. And you know what I thought right away? what batman's been dead for two weeks and alfred (laughs) won't be he can't tell him so he's like okay i'm gonna make another sunday and he keeps and that's why damon's like another one geez here titus you eat it that's like he he can't bring himself to to tell him this he laugh so much but it's not like you said it's it's story over continuity again exactly um but yeah and then you get the whole story with nobody um and yeah, which I
0: thought was really cool because that was, like, that right off the bat of Batman and Robin, it got me interested yeah, with yeah, this nobody character, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, and who is it that gets the mask? His daughter. Yeah, the problem is, is I'm reading this, and I'm like, when the hell did Damien become a, you know, a cute little oh, girl? <laughs> <laughs> what is this freaking girl? I'm like, what's going on? Oh, wait a minute, and, you know, yeah. it's going to be that that back and forth with, it would have been cool, though, because uh, nobody's dead, Correct. Correct. It would have been cool if, if Batman actually was dead in this book. And you got that, that interplay and juxtaposition between uh, nobody's daughter and Damien. But you don't get that. But that's why I'm like... Yeah, that would have been really cool. I, when I'm telling you, she's like, Daddy? And I'm like, man, Damien got a lot better looking. Jeez, <laughs> what's going on? My pants in, there are.
0: stuck in, turned on Hell, my little boy.
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, it was a pretty cool scene. And, and to the point where um she puts on her dad's mask right and basically becomes nobody correct uh-huh. and i still thought it was damien at that point i'm like <laughs> uh, what is he doing why is he attacking the police and then they're like i'll go island i'm like okay now he's gone there and then, and then i'm like wait a second i better go read that
0: again i'm like yeah that's a girl that's yeah not the damien. pacing was off on this and i could see that really bugging you and i'm yeah, telling you once it. i read it twice the, fir- the first time I had issues as well, but then I read it again, and I got what it was trying to throw at me. I I liked it a lot more. And the things that you were saying you didn't like about it, I like because it's the aspect of we're getting Damien back to where he was before he died. He's like, you know, getting rid of that assassin past and becoming a hero. We're back on track with that.
1: Uh, Again, I really uh, like that action scene that starts off. And then you got a thing, and then there's like a kind of a – like how Bruce became but when he fell in the – Yes, and, and you get that, but it's now there's a dead bat there, you know, the skeleton kind of thing. and you, It's like there's a lot of cool imagery in this, uh, but yet, again, I thought that the story – usually when we have a story like this, this this kind of thing running through, the thing with Goliath right. and how Damon – that actually really interests me. I thought that was cool. That was an action scene. The, not much to it, but it was very cool uh but you I don't know the main stuff where he finds—he goes and opens the vault and sees yeah. all his pet, dead you know, bodies. yeah dead bodies and it's basically like these are the sins I have to atone for stuff like that then he has a dream and you see freaking what's his name Dick yeah uh, well Dick and then you see Batman and him both get run through right and it's just like or the a heretic, heretic yeah, running it the through heretic. yeah that's why I'm like what the heck is going on I understand that yeah it's a dream it's just everything's all out then you see you know Talia's there and I you know then it ends crazy
0: yeah I'm saying I really enjoyed it but that dude might be like whoever was uh, one listener male about us being biased I am biased I love Damien so I gave us a bit higher score but talking here I can kind of see with the pacing issue right off the bat it's confusing at times and I know what you're talking about um I think I gave this an 8 7. I might just take it down to 8 out of 10 because I still love the book. I still love Damien, but I can see where people might have issues with this.
1: Again, you're getting a number one that's got a lot of tie ins to the older series. So I'm telling you, if you went into this, is this the worst book you think that you could go into a number one to read to not know? You would not know what is going on. You, somebody who just like, oh, I heard about this, Damien. I like Batman. I'm going to pick up this book and read it. You think they'll know what any of this means? To a degree. You think? you Because th- there's so much about him dying. They oh, wouldn't know you. that. They wouldn't know who Heretic is. Why are you having this? Who's that? that nobody. Even I didn't know because I forgot oh, yeah. all about I mean, there is nothing here that is, is a number one that's going to ease you into this thing. Uh, it, 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 there's so yeah, much. Yeah, I guess you're right with that. I, I think this is probably – I said Catwoman last week was the worst to, to <laughs> jump in. I think this might be just as bad, uh, though I liked it because I knew enough. Like I said, I yeah. remember I, I forgot all about Nobody, and I think I, I didn't even jump on Batman and Robin until probably issue 10 or maybe right. the zero issue. That was would have been 11, right, the – yeah, in between 10 and I wasn't at that or was it 13? Thir- okay, well, so it was probably that I probably didn't start. I know that that was a book that you kept telling me to read. That was when I was reading like, you know, instead I was reading agents, of uh, freaking Frankenstein, agents of shade and uh, Yeah, Nightwing and Aquaman. And you were reading this and this. It was one of your first books you read in the new 52,
0: correct? Yeah, and I loved
1: it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the art was great in this, but I just, I'm telling you, I was confused a bit and I'm telling you, I'm looking through it now and I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. But even so, just why can't you give us just a a number one issue where you spell it out, have us understand it and go, but I, I would have given it an eight. It was still good enough. I'm, I'm bad mouthing it, but I thought the pacing was off and, uh, it was a really tough read at one point.
0: I can agree with you there. So. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, and we're gonna go to the Flash Reviews.
4: King of the Impossible.
1: And we do the segment each week now. Uh, if these are gonna be little blurbs, if you've listened, you'll know what we're talking about. But if you want to read the full reviews, we do review most of these uh, eventually on the website. Again, I'll mention it. It's weird science DC Comics blog. <laughs> that in Eric, as, as Stephen <laughs> Copper says. But these will be our Flash Reviews. Flash! Ah! And first up, I have Injustice Year 4, number 7, which you have not read Injustice at all, have you, Eric? No. You don't care. Since starting these Flash Reviews, I haven't been very kind to Injustice Year 4, and that trend is about to continue. While I love the beginning, which shows why Lex will ultimately betray Superman love Lois and blame Superman for his death, Eric. Oh. We then get a recap of how Hera convinced Hippolyta or Hippolyta. what did we decide? I, I'm Hippolyta. Hippolyta. I don't know why I always go Hippolyta like I'm a moron, <laughs> to raise the Amazonian army against Team Superman. And I say convinced because I'm saying that Eric with air quotes. <laughs> Just imagine air quotes. In, sto- in a story treading water already, a recap sucks. When the recap is from last issue and gets things wrong, it's awful. Bucciolato somewhat redeems himself with a great ending, showing that Batman is always five steps ahead of everyone else, especially Superman and Wonder Woman. Mike S. Miller Miller is on art duties, and he's no Bruno Redondo. And after another downer issue, I'm beginning to realize that Bucciolato is no Tom Taylor. 6-5 out of 10.
0: Next, we have Wonder Woman number 41. Donna Troy seems to be squared away on Olympus, but that doesn't mean that Diana will get a chance to model her new costume because a new enemy is in town and wants Wonder Woman's power for himself because he doesn't feel that she's using it properly. Aided by a mystical portal, this baddie is granted a pegasus and a golden bow and arrow to take the new god of war down. Great art, and I really enjoyed the story, and it's about time. 8.5 out of 10. You son of a bitch.
1: Every time I give up, (laughs) but now it's it's going on me. I give up Wonder Woman to you after a bunch of garbage, and now you get a good issue. Well, my next one is Prez number one, Eric. I didn't want to read or review this book because I think it was nonsense, so I gave it to Joel. That's what I do. (laughs) I I I had five reviews. I gave one to Joel. I didn't think ahead, though. And I, Because I have to read it for this flash review. Mm-hmm. Who came up with this flash reviews anyway? You. Oh, Jesus. After reading it, I realized a couple of things. I kind of like Prez. All right. And I need the trencholita, which you don't even know what it is. Not a clue. It's a huge thing of just Mexican slop. Writer Mark Russell is giving us a look at the future, and it's not pretty. Selfies, texting, social media. Wait a minute. What is this, Batgirl?
0: It <laughs> sounds it's, like the present.
1: <laughs> it's got parody, satire, comedy, and even mentions Mark and Mindy. Eric. Oh you, yeah. You know what it doesn't have? What? A lot of Beth Ross. You know who Beth Ross is? No. That's prez. Yes, this is all setting set up. And while we get to see Beth as a good daughter and an awful grill cleaner, we don't get much more. I'm interested in the story, and I like Ben Caldwell's art. And after reading it, I'm not. I am not totally against it. If I reviewed it, I probably would have given it about a 7 out of 10, a little bit lower than Joel's 8.5.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Next book is Sinestro number 12. If you read the Sinestro sneak peek, well, you really don't have to read this issue then. This is a prequel to that sneak peek, and it only shows you that Sinestro knows that the Green Lantern Corps is going to be wiped out and saving his daughter from this fate. He fights Sorennic and pulls the Green Lantern ring off her finger and replaces it with one of his own. More of the same here, and it's really just set up for the new status quo of the universe without the Green Lantern Corps. But the battle with Sornik was great, and everything here looked amazing. 7.5 out of 10.
1: And the last Flash review for the night is Harley Quinn and Power Girl number one. This one really kills me. I love the Harley Quinn Power Girl story arc and Harley's solo book so much that I still talk to Eric about it all the time. When this six-issue mini was announced, I couldn't wait for this issue. It takes place during a missing panel of that story, and if this is what we get, I wish they never found it. While Amanda Conner, Jimmy Palmiota, and Justin Gray lay on the jokes hard and heavy, the story is missing the heart that made the original so special. Instead, we get Mr. Mind getting covered in vomit, a sexual drug using Yoda, plenty of jokes about guns. Stefan Rowe's art is okay, but overall, I'll just keep talking about the other Harley Power Girl story for now. I gave this issue a 4.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, it wasn't as good as I yeah, hoped Yeah, you be.
1: read it. You read that one. I didn't read Sinestro Wonder Woman yet, but yeah, the Harley really, really upset me. I, I was looking forward so much to it. Now I'm thinking maybe, it almost reminds me that when you have a movie come out without it being previewed, to critics they didn't have a sneak peek and maybe that's why maybe they just didn't have it done and this it just seemed thrown together and it just it was like hey we got six jokes let's throw them into this and make a story about it there was nothing to it i did not like it but that is the end of our flash reviews eric we're going to keep things moving with the next book. It's my last book of the night, Eric. We're almost done. The, almost. the finish line is in view. We have Superman, Wonder Woman number 18, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Doug Menke. The truth continues, and while I like seeing Superman and Wonder Woman spooning, and Wonder Woman is the big spoon, <laughs> I didn't really like this issue. After Lana Lang is taken, Superman uses his unique set of skills. Wait a second. That didn't happen, Eric. After <laughs> Lana is taken, Wonder Woman flies Clark to Smallville, just like commandian convergence adventures of superman but she's gone she's gone along with half the town his relatives houses and their buried bodies what gives hey what gives indeed what gives he t- he talked to these town folk these down home folksy fellas, but they know two things ultra humanite's name and clark kent spells trouble well, I like seeing a strong Wonder Woman in Superman's first fortress of solitude the story felt off and even before the cliffhanger uh, and then it falls off the rails because the suicide squads at the end and I just I just shook my head <clears throat> just freaking started rubbing my temples driving me nuts <laughs> um, yeah I'm not I was not a big fan of this this book is the one who got me all trouble all over the internet I don't know the people saying I'm biased I, I gave it a five five I'm give, that's a spoiler for you but I, I didn't <laughs> like it. Um, I liked the beginning that was the recap of their relationship I thought that was pretty cool Um, I don't
0: don't think I've ever seen anything sexier than Wonder Woman wearing the Superman shirt
1: and nothing else yeah Um, but they were spooning Eric and there was Wonder Woman big spoon big spoon Wonder Woman uh, this book, Peter Peter hey, Tomasi, hey, Diana, I, Di- hey
0: hey 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 hey, Diana, <laughs> could I be the little spoon <laughs> tonight?
1: I, I I would guess that Superman wakes up with nightmares, and she, it's okay, little boy. Or, it thunders, thunder buddies. Uh, <laughs> the the way that it seems to me when Peter Tomasi came on the book, that he was more of a Wonder Woman fan, or he just wanted that was going to be his thing. I'm going to yeah. make Wonder Woman the strong one because she's definitely the you know the strong one, not just power wise. Um, she is, the, she's the rock, Eric. She's the rock. And I do not mean Dwayne Johnson.
0: She's the glue that holds them together. She is.
1: And she basically says, you know, I don't know, I don't care what happens with Clark or Superman's powers. I'm going to make sure nothing happens to him. And I really like that. The one thing, though, what's, what's the worst thing that can happen at 3 a.m.? Somebody calling. Yeah, somebody calling. Who's your ex-girlfriend? All of a sudden, they're there. <laughs> An ex-girlfriend calls. It's of course it's Lana Lang. And did it not seem like it was right from Taken? Yeah. They're in the house. Oh my God. Oh poor Superman. And then was like, I'm Lana, gonna you're gonna get be there. taken. Yeah, you're gonna listen. You're gonna be taken. You're gonna. Oh my goodness, but yeah, of course she hangs up then, so he can't yell unique skills, and right now he doesn't have them, so he has Wonder what, and it seems so demeaning to him to have her fly
0: up. It's like it's... every time you see Superman carry Batman.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, or like when your girlfriend drives you to work every morning.
0: I- I'm legally blind, what do you want from me?
1: I'm going to kill some folks, fuck it. It's so great when I see her pull up, and then I'm like, "Bam, why are you late? She wouldn't get up. Like, yeah. Oh my God, that makes me laugh. Oh, Shut nice. up. Uh, you you are the commandi in the oh, relationship Jesus with you and your your girlfriend. I almost called her your wife. Oh my God. How goodness. dare you? If she listens to that, she's gonna like that. Put a ring on that finger, Eric. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I just this story fell off, and the other thing. I, I really I,
0: I really like the part uh, where like they have to go check out. You know, make sure Lana's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Diana's, you know, grilling him as they yeah, go. Yeah, oh, like, that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. It seems like Lana knows a lot about you. Yeah, she knows my powers, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Oh, I'd really like to meet her. I'm thinking, you'd really like to meet this girl. Yeah. I imagine if I'm Superman and this is my girlfriend, like, oh, who the hell is this whore?
1: <laughs> I, again, yeah, I'd really like to meet her. Diana, a little thought bubble comes in. It's her just the, the lasso ripping Lana's head <laughs> off. Like, yeah, there, there's one less girlfriend, buddy. It's so funny, though, and he's in the house, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And again, I like his detective skills. He picks up a drawer. There's a dresser drawer. It's like, nobody under here. Oh, you, like, you big, stupid idiot! Big,
0: big dummy, you. Yeah,
1: that's what he just at him
0: on the back. Yeah, at least you like, got oh, that ass. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then she, he goes up, and it's in Lana's parents' house. They say she was just there. They're they're doing some finalizing of the, you know, because he let them die. That's the best part. That doom story. They they died, Eric. I
4: know.
1: Uh, uh, so he goes and he sees a picture of of Lana and him and the parents when he was a kid. Uh, more teenager years it looks yeah. like when they were dating probably and uh he looks at it he's in the middle she is gone steel is nowhere to be found there and it's a mystery because there's no break-in there's yeah, no the struggle and he's like yeah. steel would have caused some sort of fight and whatever and he just stops and starts smiling at that picture like a freaking slow adult i'd like <laughs> to call him then two panels later he's like god he punches the wall <laughs>
0: Breaks the goddamn wall a bit. And I'm like, Wonder you're a dick.
1: Wonder Woman again is like, what's going on with you and
0: this girl? I think Wonder Woman's getting pissed this whole time. <laughs> so then the,
1: never, the,
0: you never got that angry when I went missing. Yeah,
1: really, yeah. I went missing all these times. I was in the Phantom Zone, for Christ's sakes. The, he goes off and I'm telling you, I did not like this issue. One of the other reasons the transitions between scenes like it's almost like they're in the house and it's a little better than this but it's like in the house and like all of a sudden clark's like eureka and he's they fly off and he's jumping and then they get to um well they talk to the they talk to those guys who don't like them the the old salts hanging outside the barber shop or whatever they're like yeah we know that wherever you go trouble follows why don't you get out of town buddy yeah like you said about rambo the, the last <laughs> yeah. show him to the freaking you know Starfire, show him to the uh, city limits. But they go, oh, and here we found this. It's his old freaking mailbox. Right. Oh my god! He flies over to his house. The house is gone. Oh, well, he's
0: a big dummy. The well, motherfucker goes off saying how, yeah, I was driving last night and it started raining dirt and I found this in street obviously this whole thing was taken picked up and moved yeah,
1: so he goes he's like oh my god he goes and everything the house is gone all his oh my god i gotta go to grandfather's house and he, they're gone and then they go down i really like the you got that that was his fir- first fortress assault oh yes correct? definitely it was awesome they go down there they got the joe dimaggio uh poster <laughs> it looks like in the back and i was actually trying to see I had some like action figures like a robot And a a person, I was going to see, I wanted to see who the the action figure person was, but it actually looks like it changes between panels. Right. Uh, At one point, it actually looked like Wonder Woman, and I thought that would be kind of funny. Creepy. Um, yeah, it would be. But So they're there, and then he's like, oh, this is where my grandfather went. And he, I went here, and this is where I went when I had my power. Pa- oh, my God, let's go. Vroom, he goes to the
0: graves. Oh, they took the bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with this book is that I actually liked it where you didn't, but yeah. the pacing was really off. Like really I think the weird. pacing was even worse than Robin because – I would like us to slow down and like you know have Diana discover who Clark was before he was Superman this mm-hmm. have this whole revelation scene we could have this mystery yeah just slow the story down have them talk some yeah, more
1: Yeah I I just I hope that when they do find out who did this uh Clark mentions to him that they they moved the bodies Eric <laughs> <laughs> it's opposite
0: they, just, they moved the gravestone <laughs> the, this <laughs> is the bodies they left the gravestone See, it's well, at least opposite. they don't have any poltergeist yeah, activity they, going they on they
1: mixed it up somewhere else there's a poltergeist just, it's so ridiculous but they have that it's okay the thing they, that i they told moved you, the
0: bodies from here over uh, over to craig t nelson's yeah, house
1: craig t nelson is now yelling he doesn't know where the the, the gravestones <laughs> were moved they, they don't know what's going on um, the thing, though, that I didn't like or I thought was a little off is we're, we're in this truth story, and yet this felt too much like this Horrorville arc that they just finished, which I'm calling it the Horrorville arc because right. that's what it was called. Everybody else seems to not call it that. So the hell with it. I'm calling it. It just seems more, and that was in Action Comics mainly, it seems more of a continuation of that than the truth story. Oh,
0: I agree wholeheartedly. And it
1: just seems odd. It's like, And again, I told you at work. And you got mad at me because I had heard that um, Greg Pak, I guess it was, who announced that the truth storyline, while it crosses over in these books, it's not really crossing over. That no. each book is going to have their own little story about it, and they may not even jive fully. But this one, to me,
0: Some again, lazy I, ass writing, right I there. I didn't
1: like Batman Superman last week because I had a lot of issues with it. You liked it. This yeah. issue just felt off, and it didn't. It. It wasn't a great truth story, no. and it wasn't that great a Batman-Superman story. Like you said, you, you wanted more like a more relationship type of deal, and really all you got was Wonder Woman flying Superman around to different locations where he can scream about what's going on. And then finally, he just yells out, basically like, come on. You know what? I'm here.
0: I'm, you know what queer, it was? I'm
1: in your face. I don't you know, know what he's you know what It
0: was like Remember what? Jennifer Love Hewitt. And uh, I know what he did last summer. Yeah. 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 When she calls out the killer. Yeah, she's she circling out. in the
1: streets. So basically he yells out and then there they are. The suicide squad. Yeah. I never like, saw that what coming. What the Hell. You didn't see it coming because it wasn't. It was ridiculous. There's <laughs> times, you know, this is an M. Night Shyamalan, Eric. You didn't know that he was talking to
0: dead people. Uh, this is samuel a, l jackson's the bad guy he's mr glass they call me mr glass they call me mr glass i should have known david this was the kids this wasn't mr
1: glass this was the suicide squad just showing up for no reason uh, there is a reason you see a guy behind the yeah. scenes that i get, i'm getting that again uh, but it doesn't make sense are you getting like okay this this government organization wants to take down superman when they can well, why they're still the guys. I, I no they have no idea.
0: they want to destroy him. And is mate, it just me or did,
1: did, is that Lex talking to them?
0: Because I don't it know. certainly I got looked
1: like Lex from the bottom. I think you're supposed to think that, but it isn't. I don't know.
0: Right, we we'll got to wait and see. Yeah,
1: I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. I I, I liked it the 7. art enough. It, it was okay. I love the art. Yeah, I just that the ending just was like the cherry on that shit Sunday. It's like, God damn it, or the licorice on that shit Sunday because it just <laughs> – I was like, okay. And, again, how about if – it would be pretty cool if they, for some reason, out of nowhere, they, they put that new squad in. Then right. I'd be like, okay, I'll give you a little bit more. But, yeah, it's, it's the same old freaking suicide squad.
0: <laughs> Hardly there with her freaking jokes. ay 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 What's all right. the last What's, book, huh? My last book, yes. Yeah. Secret Six, number three, written by Gail Simone, with art by Dale Eaglesham and Jason Wright. I've missed Dale Eaglesham, something fierce. I'm so glad he's on this book. Yeah, I like it. After escaping their tortures in the first two issues, the Secret Six are lying low in the suburbs of Gotham. So there goes the neighborhood, huh? Yeah, huh? hey, There hey, goes hey, the neighborhood, yo, huh? ar, ar, ar. This issue really is just a chance for all of us to take a break and get to know these characters as they get to know one another and after the group team up to teach a cop a lesson about abusing dogs, we end this issue by finding out that the person behind the team's original catcher is none other than the Riddler. And Big Shot might be a double agent and elongated man in disguise. Yeah, there's a lot of ands. Ands, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm, and? The weirdest part is they started this bit here, and I went back and looked a little bit, like I didn't fully explore it because I'm lazy. They start talking how this guy Mockingbird kidnapped them I never got this from the first two issues. I've never heard the name Mockingbird said.
4: Okay, yeah.
0: maybe, it's just, maybe it was there and I missed it and I forgot because it's been so many goddamn months since this book came out. But it's at the been end, a they're, while. they're talking about Mockingbird, this entire issue, like we're supposed to know who the fuck that is. And I just had to assume, okay, this is the guy who kidnapped him. Mm-hmm. And we find out at the end that it's the Riddler. And the other part where. I, I'm telling you, people are going to be like up in arms or not, you know, issues or assholes about this, about elongated man's powers. Because some people, you know, sometimes you'll see that he can shape his face and to look different sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Some people
0: say it's just stretchy ability. But they let you say They let it slip that at the end. and they didn't let it, I can't talk anymore. God damn. The end of the book. Anymore. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> they had they had him call him out. Mr. Dibney. Yeah. But they spelled it with an E. There's no goddamn E in Dibney. Nope. So it, made, it was like, is this, you know, a different Dibney? Did they misspell it? It's I had all of these son questions at the end. Now get out of here your son.
1: It's a son, Eric. It's but Father's no, I, Day.
0: It was a cool ending because it threw a lot at us all at once. But, and it was a really low-key issue, which I appreciated because I wanted to get to know these characters a little bit without them having these death-defying feats.
1: Yeah, uh, this is my favorite issue of... of... Uh, see, I almost called it Suicide Squad of Secret <laughs> Six. It's my favorite issue so far. Oh yeah! I, I had it was funny. It had a lot of crazy stuff going on, and you know what? I loved Ferdy in this, and I, I hated know. him and all of them. He was great.
0: I got that in my notes right oh, here. My I goodness. don't
1: hate Ferdy anymore. No, he was great. I mean, just when the whole thing with the couch. Yeah. There's like, hey, who? Big Shot's so still pissed. They're like, who had sex on my couch? Everybody, including Ferdy, raises their hand. <laughs> It's so good knowing Strix. And I like good. that,
0: too, because I, I've never thought of Strix as a sexual character before, but I like to know that she's getting hers when she can.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the, even the, the, the lines, Ferdy, when they're talking about the sex, and uh, Big Shot's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get those plastic covers. Then he gives like the, the, hey, that's what she said at one point. But he, he says... Hey, skin is in, but pine is fine. Am I right? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you people got no funny bone. It's so good. Now, the whole thing with Alice seems weird. It, it seemed kind of creepy to me. I don't know why. Uh, really? Did you get that? Yeah. No,
0: I got a, a really sweet father-daughter vibe between her and Big Shot. Her,
1: she's drinking whiskey.
0: Well, yeah, that was fucked up, but yeah. she's a kid on the streets. She's know. a she bad just, girl. She just
1: It just seemed weird to me. I don't know why, but it, it seemed odd. But, yeah, and the whole thing with Catman is great. He's just pissed off because that police officer is abusing a dog. He hates dogs there. Yeah,
0: he doesn't He's like Catman. anything get abused.
1: I'll tell you, though, that uh, you know what scares me is Catman and his outfit. Holy moly. That's some, <laughs> that's some skin-tight stuff there. I think I know his religion now. Holy criminy. But yeah, it, um, looks
0: like one of the, it looks like one of the uh, masquerade people from The Shining. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, <laughs> and um, I'm telling you, I don't really porcelain. I could care less. Yeah, she's I,
0: I odd never, looking though. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not a big fan. And again, they're they go and there's those awful weightlifters, which is funny to me because they're 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 like to weightlifting in the <laughs> freaking driveway. I don't know what's going on with those guys, and uh, I don't care. They, they I think porcelain is not. You said she looks odd, but yeah. she's got a nice body here. Yeah, And these guys are like right away, look, here, here comes a walking freak show. And then they start calling her. It just seemed that was very
0: odd. Hey, them guys at Wawa talk shit about my headband. That's true. Um, Have (laughs) they ever
1: showed Porcelain doing the dim mock, as I like to call it? They have shown her do that. I didn't even remember because that's the only reason that I thought they would have that. And then what's with that guy walking by?
0: When, no, that that guy was one of them. I think. Okay, I'm out.
1: No, if you look, it's not because he is he has a beard. None of neither of them have beards, and uh, he goes. He has different colored shorts. Welcome to the neighborhood, ladies. That's so weird. No, Though I thought like because you don't see the guy, but the one guy has a. Uh, I wish he had a headband, but he's got more of like a you know, the head cover deal, and the, I, it's just odd. That guy just walks by with his pink shorts. Welcome <laughs> to the neighborhood, ladies. What is going on in this neighborhood? But even, I'm telling you, the, you know, one of the funniest panels or uh, successive panels, was when it's just Ferdy there, and he's oh, yeah. not moving, he's, he's not moving, TV. and on the sixth one, he's, television's Because <laughs> you're wondering, what's going on? He's not moving. It's so funny. You're like, okay, I get it. That's that so it's,
0: good. This issue is a day in the life of the Secret Six, yeah, and they're just trying to keep low-key, and Catman can't do it. And that's my favorite thing. You know, and this thing, thing's like, you know what? I'm just gonna make us some eggs. Shit, we're out of eggs. Porcelain Ventricus, go to get some. Yep. And while they're out, I am mean, actually they come back. He's making the eggs, and uh, Strix wants to help. Okay, go set the table. Has no idea how to set yeah, it. It was so know. sweet yeah, and awkward like, though. I
1: don't know how home. I don't know how to home. Yeah. And he's like, and you know what? Catman is a great guy because yeah. you know what he does? He doesn't say hey, I don't know how to set a table either. You, you remember what he says? He's like, sorry, I guess none of us know how to home. All yeah. that good. He even says it so she doesn't even feel stupid. And it's so good. And he's like, oh, just make it pretty. And then she just rips the rips rose up the rose bush. bush. But it's great. They all sit there and they, they're all enjoying themselves. And it is. It's great. And I me- remember when I said that when we first watched, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast because we didn't really talk a lot of the, the sneak peeks. I didn't think Dale Eaglesham's art was that great in The Sneak Peek. I right. really didn't. It's awesome here.
0: Yeah, I love it. Loved is it is so
1: good. And w- what, though, in this issue makes you think why this book has been delayed so long? No idea. It's so weird that it was delayed that long. But Maybe man, they just
0: didn't have an artist. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe
1: they just had some issues. Maybe they had some art, and they were like, I really don't like it. But this issue, to me... It, to me, I'm considering this the number one issue. I'll consider so the other the zero issue and the 0. 0.5. This is when I'm like, okay, I got the team and I like them. And I'm telling you, Catman is great. Yeah. That, that is a tight suit. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, but again, it's so good because, he, again, you know when you know a guy's good is when a dog comes and. Uh, immediately likes the person. You know right. what I mean? They always do that. And, man, I've never seen a stronger dog than that dog. That dog <laughs> is coming down the stairs, and, boy, it's got muscles on muscles. And uh, it's so great when he's like, Perp, kill him. You named your dog Perp, and he's so <laughs> mad at him. Then those awful guys. But, again, they, they band in as a team. You're all excited, and then there you go. Big shot's got to ruin it all. He's a double. You think that at the end he is going to uh, – Actually, say he is Ralph Dibny. Say he is the elongated man. Yeah. Do you think that he is a triple agent, that he's playing Riddler to find – you know what I mean? I hope that he stays on the book then. I hope that – because I like the interaction. I like how he he brings, like, the older uh, – responsible person going here where all the rest of them are so crazy I think that it would lose out if he did leave the book.
0: If all of a sudden you found out. Even if he doesn't leave the book I'm actually kind of pissed because I like Big Shot. I want him to stay as Big Shot not not Elongated Man. Even if Elongated Man stays. If it is him.
1: I'm I'm with you because this Big Shot the way this book is you you have such a, a great set of characters now. I told you when we talked about it on the podcast, the one I think we did one of the issues on the podcast because again, we weren't I think we started the podcast in January, so we missed out on the first issue. I think we did the second. And I told you I was confused and I didn't really like the team because I didn't get what was going on. And uh, now I can't say that I love it. I love, even if I don't like Porcelain too much or the Ventriloquist, I love Ferdy, I love Strix, (laughs) I love Catman, I love Big Shot. That's enough for me. And now you have a dog. You have Perp. Yeah. He's in there, but yeah.
0: I I loved it all. This was my favorite issue this week. Probably I gave it 8.7 out of 10. it's funny. I probably would have
1: given this about a 9.3. I liked it that much. I still like Black Canary more. Um, Again, probably that was expectations. I thought I'd hate it, and it was so good that I went a little above and beyond. Uh, but, no, I love this. And this was the last issue that I read, and I really thought I started. And I'm like, here we go. I, I actually I, – I almost dreaded it because I thought that it was going to be more of the same, that we got those first two issues and the preview, the sneak peek. And I, it wasn't for me. I wasn't getting the characters. They weren't characters I was familiar with, but I really didn't. The only thing that I really have a problem with – do you remember at the end when um, they um, – they're talking with those cops, right. and Catman has a phrase, and they blew it. Gail Simone blew it, Eric, because he says, fuck the cops. Why couldn't he have said, fuck the police? Just <laughs> like NWA. It would have been so good. <laughs> I would have had a smile on my face. He's like, fuck the cops. I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. Reggie knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's it, Eric.
0: We were a little That off.
1: is it. We we're a little off tonight. We are recording Friday. You're going to go and uh,
0: put go, flowers uh, on my daddy's grave uh, for 13 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 13 years. That's uh, most of my kids are. Your dad's been gone a while. My dad's just fresh, Eric. And it's Father's Day on Sunday. And I will not even think of him. That's how awful I am. Everybody seems to love the awfulness that is me. Fair. Actually, they don't love it, but they might laugh at it. Actually, like uh, I think Reggie mentioned either this this male or one of them that he just likes to hear stories about me because it makes him feel like a better human being. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, Father's Day is this Sunday. It'll be the first Father's Day that my dad is not with us on this dear Earth, this planet of ours, Aaron. and I, I really don't care. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a big fat, so. Or what, he was a tremendous man. Yes, As Reggie was. said. But, yeah, I hope uh, people enjoyed the podcast because I thought it was a little off. Yeah, a little bit. You're not supposed to say that, though. we got to keep up the ruse. We had a great time, Eric. I love talking to you just like I always do. <laughs> That's what she said. Listen <laughs> here, friendo. Hey, friendo. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing because you were uh, having some connection issues. I think you were
0: having some connection issues.
1: Oh, really? How about we were having connection issues? I said that last week. It's a freaking date. uh, I don't What do they call it? What was that uh, dating game? That was something connection. Love connection. Love connection. Yeah, we're not. No, love connection here. Buddy boy. Friendo. (laughs) You're friendo. But yeah, I'm going to edit this and we're going to put it up and we're going to throw it out there in the internets. Boosh that's about it. You have anything else? I didn't even write down what next week's books are. I was nope. I was too um, pressed to get this going.
0: Yeah, pretty much. We're on the deadline here. Yes, we were. Well, we did it. We hopefully did next it. week we'll be more on point.
1: Yeah, I hope so. That guy last week said we were on point. I think he's going to write next week that we weren't on point. But <laughs> hopefully there's still something to enjoy, right?
0: Yes. Well, everybody, yeah. everybody who still has a father or maybe a father yourself, you have an excellent week and we'll see you all in seven. See you in seven.